This show is intended for a mature audience only and may contain harsh language, trans fats, live nudes, and derogatory comments about your mother. Those who are easily offended or have no sense of humor are encouraged to turn off the show now. Parental discretion is advised. My enemies are many. My equals are none. They fear me like a force of nature, a dealer in thunder and death. I say, I am Emperor. Praise the Emperor. For the Emperor! For the glory of the Emperor. Highlander and Emperor's Court. It's a celebration of mediocrity. All this energy calling me back where it comes from. It's such a crude attitude. It's back where it belongs. All the little kids growing up on the skins. We're going Cleveland Rocks. Cleveland Rocks. German Jean Jean. Moody James Dean. Going Cleveland Rocks. From the shores of Lake Erie to the banks of the mighty Cuyahoga River, live from Cleveland, Ohio, USA, tonight from the War Room, this is the Emperor's Court. Here on Versa World Productions, VTWProductions.com, I am your host, the Emperor, joined in studio by no one. Yes, uh, sad and sorry truth, ladies and gentlemen. Unfortunately, I am flying solo this evening, as all three of my co-hosts have left me to die, which a few days ago actually felt like was probably going to happen. Uh, we'll get to that here in a second, but uh, to bring you up to date as to why I am solo in my war room this evening, uh, Eve will not be joining us anytime soon uh, anymore due to her schedule and you know other things, what have you. Uh, she finds it very difficult to make the shows anymore. So if and when she ever actually does make it back in studio, it will be once in a blue moon, I think. Uh, unfortunately, that's just the way it is. Uh, you know, what are you going to do? Yes, Nunleft uh, is getting the joke that I have myself listed as a female, I believe, in Skype. Uh, apparently, I forget the joke at the time because I've had the Skype forever, but I rarely use it. Highlander was not able to make it. He called about an hour and a half ago saying that his grandmother had gotten sick. He is the only one who can take her to the hospital. So he was doing that. And, of course, Varyar called off about three hours ago saying he had midterms. Apparently, he was surprised the midterms came up and had not prepared for it in advance. Really, are any of us surprised at this? So we're back to old school Empress Court here with just me flying solo for the next however long it takes. Declined, you may not call in. I'm not ready for you yet. Yeah, yeah, Varyar, you apparently you've got enough time to go ahead and text in. Bitch, bitch, bitch. What? Uh, anyways, we are set up for Skype calls. Now, we've never actually done it on air, so we're kind of flying by the seat of our pants, so we'll see how this goes. If it blows up in our faces, a giant clusterfuck, do not blame me, ladies and gentlemen. I have had a horrific week. I've been abandoned by everybody who matters. You should kill that Skype ringtone. I was not aware that the ringtone was actually playing. So I should probably do that. Yeah, hang on. Give me just a second. Again, like I said, this is something we I really haven't been 
kind of messing with here. So we're going to mute all sounds. There we go. And that should take care of that issue. But if you're able to hear the Skype thing over that, okay, good. That means at least it's working. So the Skype sound came through. <laughs> How was my week, asks Barry. Where to begin? Let's see. Okay, Pusser, you got your phone call in. You wanted a call right away, so here you are. You're on the air. Now, what do you want? You couldn't I don't want wait. Anything. I just want to piss you off. Well, I'm already pissed off. You couldn't give me 10 minutes to set the level, set the bed of topics to discuss. You could actually call in with something relevant to talk about. But why? It's so much for, more fun to hear you go angry. Well, I'm already starting off angry. Aw, the little emperor is getting mad. Yes, I am. So it would be a lot easier. It would really help me out here. It would put me in a much better mood if you would just take your clothes off. So if you want to do that, kind of take one for the team, help everybody out here. Okay, here we go. I'm taking that's... off my... Oh, that's my, that's my shirt now. Oh, okay, and then go. she went and killed herself. Folks, this is not permission to call in right now. I, I'm letting her, one, because she's female, and two, because she probably has to go to bed as it's like, I don't know, 3 o'clock, whatever third world nation she lives in. She probably went a Viking. I keep dreaming, little Mary Boop. Where's the cat? I find it far more interesting than you. Oh, the cat thought the, the cat thought he heard something stupid on the air, and he left. Didn't want to say it. Didn't want to listen. Sorry. But it puts up with you every single day. If anything, you should be you know tolerant of that. You kind of thing. get nothing. Yeah, you lose. Good day, sir. One of the cool things, too, is since you're the first one, I get to, yeah, who is this bitch? Exactly, assassin. That's what, exactly what I'm saying. Who is this uppity bitch from Denmark who calls me? What time? I'm, I am curious, though. What time is it over by you? 1230? Uh, no, nah, it's, not, it's not even 1130 yet. You bastards skip ahead of time. What the hell is going on with you? Well, Why see, you when you're the number one country the in the world. To switch over to daylight savings time, bastard. That's how phenomenal it is to be an American. We can actually change the laws of time whenever we damn well feel like it. So you got to come oh, play for the winning team. Fact. You just don't know how to play nice <laughs> with the rest of the world. We don't have you to play the rest of the ni- nice with the rest of the world. We we are the world. They have to play nice with us. Or we push a little red button and a lot more of the world goes away. Ashamed of yourself. You should be. Oh no, I'm just I am I am magnanimous in my arrogance. By the way, I'm running for president. You should vote for me. I'm going to find a way for everybody who's a foreigner to actually vote in the election. It'll work. You, you know, if you were actually going to run for emperor, I would vote for you. But you running for president? Hell no. Well, that's what I'm saying. I mean, when I when I actually look at the ballot, it'll have you know emperor down there, small e, unfortunately, until I get the job. Mm. So, poster, what is going on in your little world? How are you? Absolutely nothing. I'm still recovering from my latest injury, which left my elbow quite bruised. Yes, you took a nosedive off your stilts. You're supposed to walk on those, not fall. I know, I know. And here's the fun story. I was walking around a corner, and there was a strong, there was a strong gust of wind, and I had the choice between either wind. falling on my face. You got owned falling. by wind. Go ahead. Yeah, that's not <laughs> God smiting. I don't know what it is. Go, go ahead. <laughs> it's bad. I had the choice while uh, taking a swan dive, and uh, not very elegant swan dive, but a swan dive. I could fall into a wall. Or I could trip over the rail and fall six feet down onto the pa- onto the parking lot. You lied. You said this was going to be a fun story. Yes, it is fun. <laughs> well, I'm glad I to hear you didn't get compl- too injured. Yeah, luckily I was wearing both my wrist guard, my knee, my knee guards, and my helmet. 
But all those three things are seriously screwed up now. I think I need a new helmet. Well, I at least you were wearing it because it, that's a mistake you only make once if you're not. So you're going to yes. give up on the stilts? You're going to keep going with it? You're going to give it another try? No, I, I, I was actually back onto the stilts less than an hour later, but right. from now on, I think I will wear my elbow guards as well. That's fun, fascinating. Fun story. Safety equipment only works if you actually wear it. Yeah, that would make sense, and I know plenty of people who don't. And I guess that's one thing I've kind of noticed as I've gotten older you know, and, and wiser. You see, when I see kids riding around the neighborhood on their bikes wearing helmets and elbow guards, knee guards, I laugh at them and think, my God, these parents are turning their children into pussies. Because you know what? When I was a kid, I never had a bike, and I didn't know any – never a bike. Never had a helmet when I rode a bike. <laughs> Nobody I knew wore a helmet when we, wore, when we rode a bike. Nobody wrecked. If we did, we scraped our knees, scraped our chins, scraped our elbows. You got up, you cried a little bit, and then you kept on going. These days, God forbid somebody should fall on their wrist guard – not you. I'm talking to little <laughs> kids on their bikes, and the world is coming to an end. Politicians want to outlaw concrete and bikes. Yeah, I said something about you guys got your entire playground paved over with this really soft. Oh no, he cannot fall down on it. And yes, it's it's like ground up tires. What the heck is going on? We had asphalt, damn it, when I was a kid, and we need I survived. We need to learn that when we fall down, it bleeds, and it hurts like a bitch, and yes. then you get up, you... Yes, because that's life. Life hurts like a bitch. And it stops hurting, and uh, hooray, you win. I oh, do win. Goodness. So what are you going to do with the rest of the evening, Pusser? Uh, in a moment, I'm going over to my husband to sit down in front of him and say, husband. massage my shoulders. See, this entire phone call just got a lot less sexy. Yeah, I know. Weak. I can't help. Meh. I feel well, I know. Pusser, I thank you for calling in. I appreciate it. You have yourself a good evening. I hope you got all your levels tested and set up, and good night. Thank you, my dear. Bye. Cool. All right. Now we've got to see how well that worked in IRC. How did the phone call sound, ladies and gentlemen? Was the sound good? Was the banter okay? How'd the drop-in go? Of course, IRC right now is debating the merits of wearing a bike helmet when riding a bike and what have you. Sounded great. Sounded real nice. I am awesome. She came in clearer than she usually does on Casually Hardcore. She was annoying. <laughs> nah, Pusser's not annoying. She's great. And I do appreciate her calling in. I, I know it is very late where she is. So There is going to be a bit of a delay only because I have to run this thing through three other programs for this to work. So there's always there's going to be a built-in delay, although the lag we've had before seems to have been abated. And I, I, I had a theory as to what that was, and it looks like I might have been right. So big ups and props to Gnomewise, who took his time out uh, Thursday before everything melted down for me. And we worked on this rig for a couple hours and got everything squared away. So my appreciation, as always, to him. Now, here's how we're going to do for the phone calls. Uh, here's what we're, you know what, here's what we're going to do. Since none left is actually in the IRC this evening, and I'll play a little sounder here for IRC, I want you to contact him first, okay? When I give you the go-ahead, we're not going to take phone calls right now. We'll probably do it towards the end of the first hour, maybe beginning of the second. I want to lay the groundwork for some discussions. I don't want you calling in with some inane bullshit you think is important, because let me assure you, it is not. It isn't. All right? And I'll get to how my week was. Trust me, it's been an absolute, you know, a horrible week. 
even worse than usual. I'll get to that. So we'll get to the phone calls. But I want you, when I give you the signal, you're going to uh, contact none left in IRC. He will then determine in what order you will call. He will then tell me, take this call. And then when I'm done with you, he'll say, take the next call. Make sure you have a good microphone. Make sure you know what you're going to talk about. Make sure you're not going to pee yourself because your name and your voice is now going over the Internet in front of tens of thousands of listeners. Because, ladies and gentlemen, although there may, may only be several hundred of you listening live, there are thousands of you who are going to download the podcast later. So keep that in mind. And somebody get the damn phone! Not me, because I'm doing this. Yeah, so none left. You are going to be the screener, such as it is. Now, I do have a list of toppings tonight. Uh, topics, not toppings. I do have the stupid video game of the week. Highlander also sent the quickening, but I don't know that I'd necessarily do it the same justice that he does, so I think I might just do the stupid video game moment of the week. Now, a couple things have come up recently. Uh, first, let me get the sound Here's rings how you can to get how in touch you can with get the guys. involved in the Send show. I forgot about the delay. Here's how you can get in touch with the guys. Send an email to them at emperor1g at cox.net or join us in IRC at irc.quakenet.org in channel VTW. Okay. Now how my week went. Well, uh, the week was kind of rough to begin with. Uh, work has sucked. And I've been feuding with a friend of mine, a very good friend of mine. I finally got that squared away, but it's taken the better part of a week, and that is very draining and annoying to me. Uh, it, my fault, to be honest, this time around. It was it was my doing. Although getting it squared away was not made easy, and that was deliberate. But then things took a roller coaster die for the worse. I'm driving home from work on Wednesday, and I work about 25 minutes from home. I'm about 10 minutes away from my house, and I start feeling really awful. I'm feeling dizzy. I'm, you know, I'm getting really very, very cold. My lips start burning. I, I feel it coming on, and it's a fever. And I, I rarely get fevers. When I do, I burn hot. So I actually have to pull off to the side of the road for a few minutes to get my bearings about me. Finally get home. I walk in. Mr. Bim takes one look at me and says, you look like shit. I'm like, love you too, dear. Glad I came home. But we take my temperature. I'm hitting 103, easy. I go to bed, and I'm, I'm talking. I'm wearing fleece shirts, a fleece pants. I got fleece and other. I got six blankets on top of me. Thermostats up to 72, and it wasn't like it was extremely cold on Wednesday in Cleveland because it really wasn't. I'm chugging Tylenol like it's my job, trying to break this fever. Ugh. Well, later that night. Uh, Almost into Thursday morning, the fever finally breaks. So go to sleep, sleep the rest of the night, wake up Thursday, feel like hell again. Fever's back. Chug more Tylenol. I ended up working with no wise during the couple hours I actually felt normal. And then it all started falling apart about dinner time. Started getting violently ill. Fever came back, wouldn't go away. And then, then the most excruciating, ungodly pain that I have ever had in my life. And I would wish this only on my worst enemy, which would be Highlander. And it felt like somebody was taking a knife and was stabbing me in my right kidney over and over and over and over. No matter which way I stood, no matter which way I lay, I, I could not get this pain to go away. 
I was sitting down to enjoy a nice movie of Godzilla against Mechagodzilla, one of the later Toho classics that I've never seen. I got about 20 minutes into the movie. I was having a late dinner because I haven't been able to eat much or keep it down. And it was just unabated pain. Everything, I started throwing everything up. I couldn't get away from this pain. It was terrible. So Mystic Mim convinces me after an hour of punishing myself by not going, we finally go to the hospital. And wasn't that a riot? An hour and a half later, they finally get me in through the ER. And oddly enough, I was the only one there. Um, they had a couple of traumas, so I'm guessing that's what was, t- was taking the problem, taking up the time. So they get me back there. It takes another half an hour to find a vein to put a line in because I know at this point what's going on. But I, according to what the ER gentleman says, I'm extremely dehydrated. So they can't find a vein to get in. They stick me in both arms. They stick me in both hands. I got big bruises all up and down my arm. It's terrible. They finally get a line in me. It takes another 30 minutes for a doctor to come in, look at me, approve the pain medication, send out the order for a nurse to run in and administer it. Apparently, I have a kidney stone. As it turns out, this is one but two, but we'll get to that. They pumped me full of something, and I, I, I took a couple pictures on my iPod Touch. And it's a good thing. There's two people I have to thank for this. One is Mystic Mim for having the forethought to actually buy it for me for my birthday a week ago. Okay? It was the only thing between me and insanity because there was nothing to do as I was lying there in agony, waiting for someone to come in with the shot I needed to take me off to blessed oblivion. So I took a picture, a couple pictures of myself, and I posted them onto Facebook because luckily for me, the hospital had free Wi-Fi. So at least I had something to actually uh, distract myself. So I put them up there. Now, they actually ended up giving me four shots of this stuff. And the ladies look at me after she gives me the second one. And I said, what? Uh, what's wrong? And she explains, this is the stuff we give cancer patients. I'm like, oh, shit. Okay, well, keep it coming. I don't have cancer, but I feel like I'm dying. So the doctor walks in, and he says, uh, he's got kidney stones. Give him as much as he wants without killing me. So they gave me four shots of the stuff. The pain never actually went away. But it so blitzed me. I, I, I was lightheaded. I was barely conscious. But the pain would not go away. It was awful. So they eventually decide they're going to admit me because they figure they take me for a CAT scan. They find out where it's located. And they figure I'm going to pass it as just a matter of time. And there's a funny story that happens the next day. I'll get to that. Uh, remind me. Don't let me forget. And if I have to bring Mystic Mim down here to verify this story, by God, I will. Because it's, it's that unbelievable, that funny, and that kind of cool. So it takes six hours from the time this started to the time it finally starts to fade. Now, usually it only takes an hour or so for a, for a stone to move, but apparently it lodged in there. I don't know. I, I pray, if you're within the sound of my voice, that you never, ever get one of these. Ever. I'm told it is worse than giving birth. And the female nurse who helped me said she gave birth to three kids and had kidney stones once and told me the kidney stone was worse. Please don't ever screw with this stuff. If you think you got one, go to the hospital. Get the pain meds. The pain may not die down, but you'll stop for, you know, thinking about it. You'll forget your name for a while. Well, the drawback is they pumped me so full of this medication that I couldn't keep anything down. So when my mouth got very dry, they gave me some water, I would immediately come right back up. Didn't know that. Took a couple experiments before I figured that out, and they forgot to tell me. 
They gave me three liters of saline solution to try and rehydrate me. I was so bad off. that, And that's kind of the thing. It's bad enough for the pain, but everything hit me at once. A day and a half of fever, plus everything else that came with it, put me in a bad shape. It was like a perfect storm of crap. And I happened to have catched all of it, because, or caught all of it. That's how my Irish luck runs. Poorly. Anyways. So Mystic Mim goes home about 6 a.m. because they're going to admit me. They put me in a hospital room about 10. And this is where the second person I need to thank comes in. You see, last week when I mentioned that I had gotten an iPod Touch for my birthday, True, one of our listeners, sent me a paid copy of Angry Birds. I am now an Angry Birds hero. I played that thing for hours because you cannot sleep in this hospital. It's a good hospital. The crew is top-notch. You cannot sleep. And Lord knows that I need it, because I went about 48 hours. They wouldn't let me eat. They wouldn't let me drink, because they wouldn't sure, weren't sure if I was going to need surgery after all. So I, I'm, play, I'm fucking playing Angry Birds, because I cannot sleep. I have my, my nice Bose he, noise-canceling headphones, and thank God I had them, because I didn't have to hear all the screaming and the moaning of the different people that were in the ward that I was in. To top it all off, the poor guy next to me, some old guy, has a colostomy bag that kept on overflowing. So my room smelled horrible the whole time. So Mystic Man got to go home and get some sleep about 5.30 in the morning. I stayed there until 6 p.m. the next night. They wanted to keep me there until Saturday. But it was kind of funny, and this is where the funny story comes in, uh, when Mystic Man came back to visit me for a few minutes because uh, she had to go and pick up a nice pharmacy of crap they gave me to take home with me. She comes in, and this doctor, I think, is a little younger than I am. Okay, so she's pretty young to be a doctor. Uh, kind of attractive, thin, reddish-brown hair, uh, freckles. And she's going over my chart, and she looks at me, and she kind of cocks her head to the left and says, you know, you shouldn't have to worry about any of this. With your endowment, you should have no problem passing a large stone like this. And I just, I'm laying there, and I'm not sure I've heard her correctly. And I said, I, I, I'm sorry? Uh, what do you mean? She's like, well, no, you know, with your endowment, you should have no problem passing these larger kind of stones. It, it sh- you have a 90% chance of passing them either in parts or as a whole. So you should be fine. I, I, I look at Mr. Mim. She looks at me, and she said it deadpan. Then she starts going, I mean, then the doctor starts going over the other notes on my case. Uh, and I, I, I just said, oh, okay. Now... I, she wasn't hitting on me. I, I'm convinced of that. I, I, she, that wasn't this. I, I think she just said it as a matter of, in, in passing. I don't know why she said it. I don't know how she would know for sure because I, I'm not an expert. Maybe a CAT scan shows that kind of thing. I don't know. I don't remember taking my pants off, but then again, I was hopped up on a lot of happy juice. It was possible. Swear to God, that's what happened. So I just said, okay. So she wrote a couple notes, told me what was going to go on, and she left. I saw three doctors the whole day, and that's the one I remember the most. So 6 p.m. rolls rolls around Friday night, and I finally said, well, you know what? You can go ahead home if you're willing to take all these medications and come back Monday and talk to one of our doctors. I'm like, you got it. Get me out of this hellhole. So I came home a day early. No surgery. As I sit here, I have... A bit of pain in my, actually I have a great deal of pain in my kidney. It's mainly, uh, from what I understand, it's lingering pain from what happened. 
the last doctor I talked to explained that my body had been through a very traumatic experience where my stomach muscles, my leg muscles, everything had been tensed for so long because of the pain. It's going to take a week or two before it finally unknots itself. The soreness goes away. So uh, to be quite honest, I am in a, a great deal of pain. It, it kind of sucks. It really does. So thank you, Master Queef. We all knew Emperor was a big dick, but now it's been proven by the doctors. Thank you. I know whose phone call I won't be taking tonight. Or no, better yet, I will. And just, you know, better to be a big dick than a small one, right, Baz? <laughs> so then fast forward to today when all my co-hosts canceled on me, although I knew Eve wasn't going to be here a few days ago. But uh, uh, Varyar and, and Highlander had to jet for other reasons. So suck sores for that. So what do we do for the rest of the evening? Well, we have your phone calls. We have the stupid video game of the week. And we have articles that I want to get to. I will tell you up front. I will go on as long as I am able. I cannot promise that we will go till 9 o'clock, as is our normal forte. I find it very hard to believe that we will continue until uh, 10 o'clock, like we have done in the past. But I will go as long as I am, my one, my patience, and two, my pain level holds out. I, I've got pain meds. I don't plan on taking them unless I absolutely have to because I don't like them. I know some of you within the sound of my voice like getting high. You like the feeling some of the stuff gives you. I don't. I really don't like it. So we'll see where it goes. Just giving you guys a heads up now. Thank you, Shriggs. How did you win that 30-inch dick? Yeah, nah. And now I have given them another joke to use against me. But at least my co-hosts weren't here to hear it, although I believe Vyar's probably tuned in. Yes, we are taking Skype calls. If you are tuning in late, for shame. Uh, this is Emperor, and I'm going solo this evening. My co-hosts are not here. We will be taking Skype calls a little later in the broadcast. Add me to your Skype. It's Emperor underscore 1G. I will tell you when we will be open to taking phone calls. If you are in IRC, you will contact none left, and he will put you in the order with which I will speak to you. He will tell me which one I want to talk to bit by bit. With that, let's get to this. It's probably the biggest news story going on right now in video gaming. In fact, excuse me while I take a very unprofessional swig of water, which I desperately need. I will have to do that throughout the evening, since I'm doing the majority of the talking. Now... If anybody listened to last week's show, uh, either on the podcast, which my apologies for getting up so late, um, I will hopefully rectify that. I, I will have rectified that for next week. And if you listen to the live show, you, you know the final hour of that four-hour extravaganza was a giant shouting match between me on one side and Varyar and Highlander on the other. And the debate was Mass Effect 3 and Bioware's decision to release day one downloadable content. The Promethean or the, the Prothean character, uh, pronounce it wrong, the Prothean character as well as its, its side quest, its side story. They kind of went hand in hand with the game. Now, one of the linchpins of Varyar's and Highlander's argument was that Bioware and Electronic Arts had come out and said that the game itself, Mass Effect 3, had been completed. It was done, it, was, it had gone gold, stamped, ready to ship. In the time that the game was released and went out to stores, to the time that you could actually, I mean, from the time it was completed to the time it was shipped to stores, they apparently, listening to them, said they were working on a new downloadable content 
to be released on the first day. And like I said, that's for the extra characters, part of your squad, and its side quest. Now, as it turns out, this content is about 30 to 60 minutes in length for a total of $10. That is what the cost of DLC. Now, I will not judge for anyone else the value of their $10. For me, 30 to 60 minutes is not worth $10 of my time. It isn't. Especially as it's a side quest and it's a separate character. Now, if you are a completely gung-ho apeshit about the Mass Effect franchise, then maybe that $10 is worth it for 30 minutes of content. For me, it is not. But that is where the controversy really gets going. Like I said, it was the linchpin of Varyar and Highlander's argument. They took from what Bioware said that they were done with the game itself and that the DLC was something extra that they worked on from the time the game itself, the, the original vanilla version, was completed to the time it released. They made up this DLC for you to buy. Well, not quite. Not exactly. You see, apparently they were uh, they were kind of uh, uh, hedging their bets. They were shaving the truth just a little bit. Apparently, an intrepid hacker has gone into the disk, hacked it apart. I, I don't know how. I'm not a hacker. But has apparently found a good chunk of the DLC was already included on the disk itself. Including the character, the art, the sound effects. Apparently, and they're starting to look now for some of the campaigns might have been there. Now, am I saying that all the DLC was included on the disk? Uh, no. Apparently, a good chunk of it is. In fact, the character, which was kind of the, the whole centerpiece of this, is on there. The Escapist Magazine has this. A bunch of different uh, people actually have this, this brewing controversy. Now, when asked for a comment or opinion, of course, they had nothing to say. Bioware and EA said, no, we said all we're going to say about this. The game director, Casey Hudson, claimed, quote, it takes about three months from content complete to bug fix certified manufacturing ship game discs. In that time, we work on DLC. This is from escapismagazine.com. However, it has now come to light that some of the files from this particular DLC, listed as From Ashes, can be found within the data on the main game's disc. Quote, the build which leaked in November, the official demo, and now the standard retail release of Mass Effect 3 all contain voice files, art files, and the rest for the From Ashes squad member. There's also a full set of model and animation files for the character, but file encryption makes it impossible to open for further inspection. They lied. They lied. They said they were working on the DLC all this time. Now, maybe they were saying they were working on bits of it. They didn't say they worked on the whole part of it. They can come back and play a game of semantics with their customer base. Now, you've got to ask yourself, is that really the smartest thing to do? Did we not just do a big story about how sales in January and February in video games has progressively fallen? The controversy has been that you're actually releasing a $10 downloadable content, 30 to 60 minutes in length, the same day your game drops. It was not included as had past the past uh, incarnation of the franchise, Mass Effect 2, which allowed that had that for free, downloadable content on the first day. No, they're going to charge because it's something extra. It's something they've been working on since the time the game was released. But that isn't the case. The son of a bitch was on there to begin with. This says more to me that 
Yeah, we were going to include all this, but decided to shave off part of it to make an extra 10 bucks a pop. It is a disgrace. It's a lie. Now, I'm not... I, I wasn't carrying the torch for the players necessarily against the company. You're going to spend your $10 however you like. You want to go ahead and buy it? Feel free. You want to do it on the first day? Feel free. Now, again... Had this happened two or three months from now, instead of on the first day, the controversy probably wouldn't have been wouldn't have been there. People would not have been any the wiser. Nobody would have cared. They wanted to rush it out the first day because they wanted to try it as an experiment to see if people would actually buy the game and buy the DLC. But to have the audacity to go to your player base and say, "Stop whining! We were working on it after the game was already done. It's all extra." And then to find out that, no, they were working on it during the rest of the development of the original game, Mass Effect 3, and included a good chunk of, if not all of, because they're still trying to crack into it, the files is an absolute disgrace, and it's a lie. Now, Shriggs and a couple other people, and one thing I've been finding all over the place is people complaining about the ending of the game, the fact that it didn't last as long as they were hoping, that the storyline wasn't as engrossing as they had hoped, that apparently the DLC is bugged, so if you complete one of the missions to unlock the character, it crashes your game and will crash every time you try to do that particular mission. You have to have a workaround. I'm not going to jump all on them for bugs for the game itself. All right, Bugs are part of the, the process. You're always going to have something. Now, the fact that they have a bug on their day one DLC, that to me is a little more of a big deal. Considering the the microscope that is being played on this particular part, I think they should have had uh, taken a lot more time for quality assurance to make sure that thing didn't have a problem, that it didn't crash your system, that the DLC didn't have some kind of bug that prevented you from playing the game. No, and Draz points it out. This is not going to be in a Bioware. No, it's not. It, it, this is not going to collapse Bioware. They are way too big of a company. They have other irons in the fire. This is, however, a big black eye for them, for a company that so far has not had one. And this is just another black eye to Electronic Arts, which collects them as badges of honor at this point, I think. Now, Reinforced Sage and IRC says it is for him. He's not going to buy Bioware anymore. And there's a lot of people that are making the same claim, and maybe you don't. Maybe Bioware you know, walks away from this and ha- you know, learns a lesson. I don't think all the Twitter comments, the postings I've seen from their developers, their employees, EA, that does not lead me to believe that is the case. They sold 890,000 copies on the first day of retail. They claim to have shipped to stores 3.5 million. Now, maybe no left, you can go ahead and pull some numbers for me because I'd like to know how many copies the original Mass Effect 1 and its sequel Mass Effect 2 actually sold. Because when I think of big games with lots of hype that drop, I'm thinking of the Modern Warfare, Call of Duties, that kind of thing, that sell Halos, that sell millions of copies on the first day. Nim says they have a workaround on the system, but sometimes it freezes and it fails anyways. I know, but that's kind of the point. Did the show start early? No, it starts at 6. Where the hell have you been? Match Creep says uh, his show host, Cat, by the way, is a hot piece of ass, I might say. Cat got a bug where the game replaced her custom-created Shepard and replaced it with the default skin. She had to restart the whole game. And like I said, I understand where bugs are part of the, the process. You're going to have them in any kind of game. 
I'm not going to jump on down their throats for that necessarily. I will jump down their throats for having it in their DLC because that is ridiculous. You shouldn't have to have a workaround for the $10 extra you just downloaded so it crashes your game. And it's been days since BioWare knew this, and so far no patch has been issued. I'm sure they're working diligently on it. When Nunlap comes back into IRC, um, I would very much like him to... Okay, he still is here. I guess that was the other one that fell. Uh, Somebody pull for me the sale numbers. I'd like to see how they did that. Nim says, Amp, you kind of can't do that because uh, Mass Effect 1 was PC only to begin with. Then Mass Effect 2 was only PC and 360. Mass Effect 3 is all three systems. Okay, but I can still say how many items, I mean, how many sold. It's not downloadable content, but the Citadel, if you try to enter the hangar area. Okay, that's not what all the different news organizations are saying. I still want to know how many, if they have three different systems that it just launched on, then their numbers should be through the roof, right? One would lead me to believe that, because now you have three different consoles that you basically cover everything. Everybody has the ability to get this game now. So your sales should go through the floor, through the roof. I, I want to see that. If you're going to brag to me that you sold 890,000 copies in the first day when your competitors are selling millions, uh, that's a step down. Now, maybe it's a success for you, but i got to wonder if it's, it's as huge a success. All right, Mass Effect sold one, Mass Effect 1 sold 1.6 million copies. Mass Effect 2 sold 1.6 million. Uh, apparently 2 million shipped, including the PC version. Really? This is coming from Wikipedia, I assume. Snipes Assassin says Mass Effect 1 was on the Xbox first. Okay. So the source from Wikipedia for the best-selling Xbox 360 video games. So we're talking a franchise that sold 1.6 million for its first and second installments. So they sold slightly over half of that amount on the first day. Okay, that doesn't sound too shabby. But you got to wonder now, as the story just keeps getting worse for Bioware. You know what? I will give them the. Here's the thing that really gets me: for a company that has done so well to its customers, for the game itself, you think people would have given them the benefit of the doubt? When it came out, this whole DLC on the first day, and then later when it, 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 it came out that they had lied about it, or at least maybe not outright lied, perhaps they were just shaving the truth a little bit. No, we worked on some of it from the time it really, we were completed with it to the time it released. We finished up the DLC. Clearly, they had every intention of releasing this included, and decided to break it apart and sell it in pieces. That is the impression it it gives me as a consumer, as a gamer, as their potential market. I'm looking at this and thinking, this is some bullshit here. I don't trust it. I don't believe it. What you tell me doesn't match the facts. Now, there are people lining up saying, well, you know, the company hasn't been the same since EA bought them. They forced the issue. I don't know that. It's possible. I would like to think that Bioware, as a group, has the integrity not to allow that to happen. But as we've seen happen with Blizzard and Activision, Square and Enix, that hasn't always been the case. And sometimes integrity goes out the window. 
in exchange for money. Rainforest Sage, Emperor, if we were talking about the old school Bioware, maybe they get the benefit of the doubt. But we're talking about EA Bioware, and that's exactly what I just said. Right. And I guess that's a sad commentary on the way things are. If anything, this simply reinforces Total Biscuit and his holy crusade against the company. I am all for letting the free market work. But when a company is is playing semantics with their customers, they're being shady, slightly dishonest at best. As to the actual time frame, the timeline of when this all came down, as to when things were developed, when decisions were made, and what was included in the game itself. They have egg on their face. And going silent all of a sudden, saying, we're not going to comment anymore on it, you're just digging yourselves a bigger hole. Now, there are plenty of Bioware fanboys out there who aren't going to listen. They're going to buy it anyways, and that's cool. Apparently, a lot of people aren't happy with the game itself. Now, you're always going to have people that aren't going to be happy. That happens, especially on the Internet. I think we're all pretty much familiar with that scenario. That's strange. Apparently, the stream is skipping. I don't know why we were doing so well up until now. It's skipping in two and three and four and five second increments. I'm not sure why that is, but. All right, let me start the whole system over again, see if that's the problem. I suppose if there's any benefit to all this, is the fact that the people listening to the podcast will never notice the difference. But I guess Gnome Wise and I have to go back to the drawing board and figure out what's causing this issue. You know what? I don't ever remember having this problem on the old system. So it's got to be the new one. If are getting any kind of skipping now, folks, go ahead and restart the stream. That should be able to take care of the problem. Give me just a second to hop back into IRC. I guess when it comes down to it, though, the point about the whole Bioware, Mass Effect, the, the legacy of the game isn't going to be it's the ending of an awesome franchise. It, it's the wrapping up of, of a tremendous story. While not innovative, it is certainly fantastic in the way it has been detailed and, and played out over the, all three installations. Our installments. That's not the legacy we have to play with. That is not what people are going to remember for it, at least those that actually follow this on the Internet. Now, keep in mind, the vast majority of people who play this game more than likely will never know about the downloadable content issue, the big brouhaha, the big fight that was brought up by Total Biscuit. More than likely, people will never even know it. They'll never realize it. They'll never be aware of it. But for those of us who actually followed it, for those of us, and I think that is actually the majority of people these days, are going to be aware of it. They are going to remember. And they're going to remember the next time Bioware releases a game. They're going to keep that in the back of their mind. Every time they go to see a DLC for any game, they're going to be a little more cynical. They're going to be a little more jaded because of what happened last time. And there's nothing worse than buying content, whether it's now, three months from now, a year from now, that's buggy, crashes your system, and that is overcharged for what is very little in return. And again, I won't speak for everybody else's opinion on value. Mine, however, is $10 for 30 minutes is not worth my time. I'll let everybody else decide for themselves whether it's worth your money. Or people saying, well, Emperor, people follow your lead. Some do. I don't deny that. Some will, will you know, listen to my point of view. They may jump on my bandwagon. I'm not calling for a holy crusade against the company as far as boycotting the product. I myself choose not to buy. Now, the only issue I had last week, if you listened to the show, was, the, was their timing and how they did it. Now my problem isn't just the timing, it's not just the perception, it's the fact that they out, out and out lied. 
or at least skirted the truth as to what it is. Wow, I leave, I come back two minutes later, and the video wall is gone except for the guy in the bottom left-hand corner in the hood who's you know looking to do life in prison if they ever catch him for the five people he cut up. Reads to Emperor, there's also rumors that the story will be finished in downloadable content. Well, that too is a disgrace, if that's the case. Because the majority of people who buy a game aren't going to buy the DLC. That is something that is supposed to be added onto. It's not supposed to be... In order to get the entire story to see how it ends, you have to buy all the extras. If that is the precedent they're going to set, it is a bad one. Again, that's just my opinion. All right, so everybody's back, and at least I am back in IRC. We're caught up in the Mass Effect 3. I really was hoping that I would have Varyar and Highlander here to debate with, to hear their opinions on this, because they led the defense for Bioware that they were working on it this whole time since the game itself was completed and, you know, they should be able to do whatever they want. It's extra. Virus is going to go ahead and buy it on the first day because it's a game he really is geeked for. I'll be really curious to follow the sales numbers on this to find out how many they actually sell in the long run. They've sold a little over half, slightly over half of what they sold the last two installments for. If they sold for 1.6 million at the end of it, okay then they will have retained all the customers they had in the previous two installments. doesn't mean they actually advanced or got more of it. Voyar said he's going to call in the information is disappointing. All right, so I assume he'll have me on Skype. If you want to call into the show, ladies and gentlemen, you have to get me on Skype. It's emperor underscore 1G. Now, I'm going to bring it up. I'll bring up the topic since we're here talking about it. A couple people mentioned, I don't know why there's two different cameras watching copy today, but apparently there is. And she's wearing, I don't know, fighting gloves or something. Playing GameCube, of all things. I feel bad. So here's the thing. Um, okay, it was fine with the shirtless women. Now we've got shirtless dudes. we got to put an end to this. This ain't a sausage fest, folks. Fail. Nobody wants to see guys on the video wall. Uh, if the phone call thing works out, we're going to give it a couple of tries, a few weeks to give this a go, and see how well uh, this works. Okay. If the phone calls become popular. Okay, I thought I had. There we go. Thought I had that muted, muted again. Assuming this works out, assuming everything goes fine, there is the possibility that we may go ahead and rent a Skype phone number that you can call with your cell phone. No matter where you are in the world. Now, if you are outside the country, well, then you got to pay your own charges. But there is that possibility. Um, it's a cost, but I don't think it's extravagant if what I, Noam and I were looking at it is the case. And we'll actually have a phone number for you to call in rather than just using Skype. That way we're not kind of uh, pigeonholed to this one program. But it's going to depend on how many people actually want to call in, the quality of the calls, does it add a, a dynamic to the show, or if you just all suck a bunch of ass. If that's the case, then we're probably not going to do it. We'll see. We'll do that a little later in the show. I'm just organizing my uh, topics here. I have a bunch. This was sent in to me by a concerned listener. Uh, it was also posted on our forums. Was it our forums? No, 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 no. This is another forums I go to. Uh, a gentleman told me about it. I find this entertaining. Uh, this is from Battle.net. Battle.net. World of Warcraft. New. 
Scroll of Resurrection. Get an exclusive faction mount when you bring a friend back to World of Warcraft. You get the Spectral Windrider or the Spectral Griffin. Your friend gets one character instantly boosted to level 80, a free upgrade to Cataclysm, a free character move to your realm or faction, and seven free days of game time. Let's recap. If you bring a friend back to World of Warcraft, you get a special mount. Your friend gets, and one character automatically put at level 80. A free upgrade to the current uh, expansion, which is Cataclysm. A free character move to wherever your realm and what your faction is. And seven free days of game time. Now, I'm sure it comes as no surprise that after almost 10 years, World of Warcraft is starting to shed a lot of players. I think they would have shed a lot more players a lot sooner had there been a more viable alternative. I don't know if the Star Wars uh, The Old Republic is necessarily it, since they're claiming 1.7 million subscribers. A successful game, but hardly the 10 million or 11 million that Blizzard has claimed in the past. But you got to wonder now, folks... Is Blizzard really this hard up now? Are they really shedding that many people that they're willing to give you everything to bring you back? And I'm not saying it's a bad idea. Even the best of companies are going to lose players over the course of time. Nobody keeps doing the same thing over and over and over again. After 10 years or almost, that's going to happen. Even with reinventing the game several times, three expansions with a fourth one on the way, that's, I mean, that's, that's not unheard of. I think this is the most aggressive that I've seen Blizzard recently trying to keep or bring back their old player base. This isn't to try and enroll a new friend. This is simply to bring back one who's played the game already. My guess is they're they're trying to gear up, waiting for the next expansion that's getting ready to drop. I don't know how many they're really going to sell. I'm sure it'll be successful for them. But I think World of Warcraft is probably getting on it, and it's getting a a little long in the tooth. I'm not sure how many more viable years it's got left. Now, the one thing working in Blizzard's favor, again, is that there really isn't anything out there to dislodge it as the biggest MMO. You got Guild War 2s on the horizon, and that might take a couple million. You got Star Wars, they were able to pull, what, 1.7 million? They're probably not going to grow a huge amount beyond that. I would be stunned if they were able to double their numbers. The game's been out for several months now. Those who are really interested in buying it or trying it probably already have, or at least have given it a good look. Exus says, well, I don't pay for real money for World of Warcraft for months. I got 12 months of game time with a recruiter friend paid with gold from some friend of mine who sells them. Okay. They're giving free expansions, a free level 80, and free week. Yeah, Master Queef, that's pretty much what they're doing. Zan says it's the scroll of desperation. It's not, again, this is not surprising to me. This doesn't really catch me off guard. Blizzard is doing the, everything they can to hold on to their old player base. Let's be honest, folks. I mean, they're raking in, on average, whatever the average is, fifth, unless you're getting some kind of, of game card, 15 bucks a month. This thing has been a cash cow from the word go. Now, you have an expansion for StarCraft II that's due sometime soon. You have Diablo 3 that has been delayed and delayed and delayed, and you got to know that's coming at some point. Although I heard rumor to the effect that they may be dis, uh, disabling the player versus player. I believe that was discussed, on I think, on Show X earlier this afternoon, that they're going to disable the PvP aspect for Diablo 3 when it first comes out. I meant to look that up. I didn't get a chance to. 
That would be surprising to me, and I think that's going to turn off a lot of people. I think a lot of people are already pissed that they have, have delayed it as long as they have. I got the beta for, for Diablo 3, and I played it, you know, fairly well. I played all of it that I could. Found a few errors here and there, sent them in. It's an okay game, but Blizzard is banking on, on Diablo 3. That is, that is a test subject. A lot of you, I'm sure this has already occurred to you, but if it hasn't, stop and think. Magic Week Diablo 3 will never launch. Oh no, it will launch. It has to launch. This is their test subject going forward. It's their guinea pig. Because they're using the auction house and real money to see if you can actually have a market, a real market, with real currency for virtual items that they can get a cut on. That's the thing. That's why this is important to them. So absolutely that game is going to come out. But the constant delays, they're only hurting themselves. And a lot of people are already very skeptical and very cynical about the way they're going to hold the auction house. School of desperation. I like that. But it's true. No, I don't think Guild Wars 2 will be the WoW killer. I, I don't think there is one. I think World of Warcraft will kill itself at some point. Either because the gameplay becomes too monotonous or becomes too stale or it's just the same old, same old. You can reinvent the game any way you like, as many times as you like, but it still looks the same. The mechanics are still the same. The controls are still the same. Eventually, people get bored. And they move on to something else. That's just the nature of the beast. Give Blizzard their, their due. They've kept how many millions of people this long? They didn't keep me, but Zenith says, I would go even further, Emperor. I don't want a World of Warcraft killer. We had a generation of MMOs trying to copy it, and I don't want that again. True. I can see that. That's That makes sense. I don't necessarily know that it was horrible the way they did it. I don't know that necessarily it's a bad thing the way they copied it. I think World of Warcraft did a lot of things that were excellent. I think they did a lot of things that were not. As with anything else, it's not a home run every single time. But it's a valid point. I understand. I, I see where you're coming from on that. Anyways, folks, I've been going for about an hour here. So let's do the stupid video game moment of the week. i got to pull that back up because I had to restart this my system. Got the World of Warcraft part of it out of the way. So we'll do the stupid video game moment of the week. Highlander did send that in, so I've got that. He did send in me the quickening as well, which I will not do. Uh, that's not really my forte, and I'll probably end up giggling throughout the whole thing anyways. I will let him handle that. But I will do the stupid moment. We'll get that out of the way. Hang on. And I don't anticipate this being a problem. This is one of those perfect storms, which is kind of how this week has gone. A perfect storm of crap every single time. Uh, the only one I do not anticipate coming back would be Eve. I don't, I don't see that happening um, for some time, if at all. So it, it's just people's schedules the way they are, and, you know, things happen, so what are you going to do? Uh, it, it's a shame. It's disappointing. I know she had a lot of fun. I know she enjoyed doing the show. But when you only have so much time, you know, priorities, same with anybody else. League of Legends is a shit game. I never played League of Legends. Now, one thing I did play recently, I did go ahead and get the uh, uh, the expansions for Sins of the Solar Empire. Fuck Starbases, man. I told, I sent a text to Varya earlier today. Fuck Starbases. Kiss my ass. The computer just bunkers down now. With all these planetary defenses, a huge star, star base outside of their planet, it's impossible to try and crack into them. Early to mid-game, you build yourself one of these starboards, starports and you are, you're set. It costs a small fortune, but you're in good shape. 
I'm looking forward to this. It's in the diplomacy aspect because uh, uh, diplomacy is one of the two expansions. Now that's a pain in the ass. You used to be able to at least negotiate with the computer. Now you can't. Now you have to research everything you want to do. And by that time, they're bombing your worlds. You can't suck up to anybody. But at least you can give missions to the computer so they can give you resources this time. If you ever play the game, you'll know what I'm talking about. So anybody out there who has sins of a solar empire, if you want to get in on this, I know Stakeums, I know Voyeur and myself play it. We'd like to get a few more, maybe get a six or seven or eight man game and just go balls out, but... Yes, I did buy it off of Steam. I actually had the original game itself. I bought it from when it first came out back in 2008. I bought it at Best Buy. I think it was. Or one of those retail stores. But in order to get the expansions, I can't find them in hard copy, so I just said, screw it. Pay the 20 bucks and downloaded the whole thing from Steam. Yeah, Defense of the Ancients and League of Legends, Heroes of New Earth. I got the beta test uh, Heroes of New Earth when it first went into closed beta. And it was kind of cool. I kind of like it, but it, that's it, that kind of game really doesn't appeal to me. You're, you're running one character around. It, it's and some people came in. Who takes co-op versus AI seriously? Well, none left. These AIs are are pretty pretty damn tough, at least in sins. I don't know if he was referring to uh, Manly Stuff and Bacon who were talking about the bots that you have in Dota or not. But you know that kind of micro of the one character that really wasn't me. And it was such a steep learning curve because everybody who had been playing. Defense of the Ancients and Warcraft 3 came into Han at already such a high level of expertise. It was The game was a carbon copy. It wasn't hard to figure out the mechanics. It was pretty quick. I got a pirated version. If that'll work for multiplayer, then cool. I, I don't know if Sage, you'd have to try it. If you can get onto the Steam or Ironclads online, if it works for you, then, you know, hot damn, there you go. You can join us. If not, well... Anyways, let's do the stupid video game moment of the week. From across the information superhighway, we have collected the stupidest moments in video game history. All right, Highlander sent this one in. Uh, Since he cannot be here tonight to read it, I will read it on his behalf. However... A fair warning, any kind of racial commentary or slurs or jokes about women are in fact his. I am simply reading verbatim what he wrote. My Disney Kitchen, the name of the game, finally, another game for the ladies. Our first foray into game, girl gaming, Barbie, taught us that a fulfilling day for a girl involves shopping, going out to lunch, and going out on a date. This game, by Disney Kitchen, is the other half of the equation. Because, you see, the dream of a game where you get to pretend to be Mickey and, uh, Mickey and, he says Mickey and Mouse, but I think he meant Minnie. Mickey and Minnie has already come true many times. But a game where you get to pretend to not be Mickey, but live near him, and then pretend to make pancakes, has always been such an unattainable dream that most girls didn't even bother to have it. Well, now it's here. You're in a housing project with Mickey Mouse, and this is a kitchen simulator. Yes, ladies, it's time to get excited because this game teaches girls to stay in the kitchen and learn how to make food, but Disney style. Explaining this at any greater length would do nothing but humiliate us both. The problem with the game does not come from the simulation itself. If you have enough wrong with you that you'd actually want to buy a, a simulation, a simulated kitchen, I'm sure my Disney kitchen is adequate for your strange, simple needs. The problem is with your neighbors. 
Mickey and Minnie are the noisiest, filthy rat people you could ever live next to. They peek their heads through your window and sometimes just walk right into your home to invite themselves to dinner. And if you go through the lengthy click-click-click process to actually cook something, one of them will call to tell you they can smell it. They're horrible leeches, and they can't be killed. Believe me, I've tried. My first plan was, of course, rat poison. I was going to decorate a box of it with cake frosting and leave it near the front door they were constantly barging through. The designers thought of this. The game does not allow you to include any poisonous materials in your baking. So I did the next best thing. I made a turkey stuffed with cheese and hot dogs and set it on the floor. Then I left the PlayStation on for three days. When I was sure it had grown a thriving colony of toxic bacteria and diseases, I served it. Mickey found it delicious. I have never been so pissed at a filthy thing for not dying from bacteria poisoning. My Disney kitchen for the PlayStation. Beware. You never know when the unkillable Mickey Mouse will be watching and smelling your dinner. Another stupid moment in video game history. From across the information superhighway, we have collected the stupidest moments in video game history. Well, I don't pretend to have uh, Highlander's uh, uh, flair for the dramatic there when it comes to reading it. It's pretty funny. I fucking hate Mickey Mouse. I hate Disney. It's the evil empire, man. Manly stuff excuses Amp, you love his jokes. Yeah, I do, but I'm not the one saying them. Make is a freeloading asshole. <laughs> yeah, I suppose. All right, ladies and gentlemen, uh, we're going to take a quick break. Uh, when I come back, see, I said we, but I meant we collectively, you listening, me doing the show. When I come back, uh, we will do one or two more topics. Get your questions and comments into the mailbag, emperor1g at cox.net. And then for the uh, second half of the show, we will open it up to your phone calls, of which I think there's only seven, eight, or nine of you who are going to call in. So we'll see how long that goes. Remember, how it's going to work is get on Skype. Add me, Emperor, underscore 1G. And that'll be the one we use for all future shows. You will then contact none left in IRC. If you're not in IRC, then wait for me to tell you that we're opening up the phone lines to anyone. All right, we'll do that towards the end. But I want to try and get at least a little semblance of order here. When I give it the go, you will talk to none left. He will put you in order for, for me to talk. I will then, he will then give me the first person. I will then tell you to go ahead and call in. And I will speak to you then. And we'll just keep going. Remember, have something to talk about. Make sure there's not a whole lot of static. Make sure your microphone works. Do not be this and adjust it. Can you hear me? Eb, 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 can you hear me? Is this, is this on? I love the show. Yeah, that's what I want to hope to avoid. All right? Have something to talk about. Make sure your microphone works. Don't sound like a jackass. We'll put you on the air. If you do sound like a jackass, I will make fun of you. Don't think that I won't give you shit. If your feelings are easy to hurt, if you're going to cry, run over to the corner, and just curl up into a ball, don't call. You know what's going to happen. All right, folks, we'll be back here in about uh, 10 minutes. Keep it right here. Listening to the Emperor's Court here on VTW Productions. Get down on your knees. 
I know I would. All right, I am back here on the Empress Court here on Verse World Productions, vtwproductions.com. I am your host, the Emperor, joined in studio by. Well, the cat was here a minute ago, but beyond the cat, nobody. So once again, my hosts left me high and dry. May they all rot in hell. As I said, heading into the break, we'll be taking calls towards the latter half of this hour, and we'll see how that goes. But get your questions, comments, and opinions into the mailbag, emperor1g at cox.net. I'm going to give the pain meds a little bit of time here to kick in so that when I actually do take the phone calls, I will try to be a little more patient with the inane commentary I am sure that I will hear. I'm looking at the weather schedule for the rest of the week, and it's looking pretty good here in Cleveland. Mid to high 60s all of the week, except for tomorrow, the highest 60, 100% chance of rain. I can deal with that. Winter was a non-factor, and I really like that. Because I didn't have to pay for anything for, like, gas. Because gas is expensive to heat the house. Now, I did promise, Bacon, in our next segment, Amp gets to call the listeners morons in live conversations. So I'll call you right now. I'll tell you ahead of time, before you call, your morons. How about that? Smurfette says she's working on a promo similar to what Sakani did. All right. I actually think I'm going to use Sakani, so I'm trying to think of a couple different uh, little clips and, and advertisements like that we can use to air uh, on stuff that's coming up this summer, like our PAX coverage and, and what have you. Better medicine, don't answer calls. All right. <laughs> that sounds dirty. Emo! I mean amp! I don't know why being off on Thursday has anything to do with anything, but all right. Somebody else asked me during the break if the doctor had actually said that to my face. Yes, she did, but actually she was looking at her chart when she said it. I, I still am a little surprised considering I don't really know how she would know that. Not that I'm going to argue with her because she was clearly correct. Master Queef has tips for calling in. Number one, use the call test that Skype has. If you sound like shit, then don't call in. Good advice. Number two, mute your stream so you don't sound like a jackass. Better yet, don't, and we can laugh at you. No, this is actually a good point uh, Master Queef has. Uh, is the first one is yes, use the test that Skype has to you know to make sure your microphone is actually working and that it sounds okay. And yes, please mute the stream. It's the same thing when you call a radio station. Turn down the radio. We don't want to hear the feedback. I don't want you talking to me to something I said five seconds ago. Similar to Aaron's app. Okay, all right. Drugs are for the weak. W-E-E-K. Make the pain you. Well, it's the weekend, so... I don't know... Yeah, that's right. There you go, guy. Right. Uh, I mean, W E A K. Ah, fail. Moving on. I uh, promised that I would cover this story for Legal Tender, who was all excited and all at Twitter when he got to see not the program, but the little fluttering of his heart when he got to see a couple uh, articles that he thought I might like. One of them is Game and Game Station are starting a fire sale. Now, for those who are not familiar, and I was not, Game is apparently the name of one of the larger video game uh, retail chains in the U.K. 
and apparently it's gone belly up. So they are now selling everything they have in one giant fire sale. This is from IGM.com. It's a mobile article, but you get the gist of it. Update. Game has now updated its fire sale to include hardware. The sale has also been rebranded as the Spring Clean promotion, which includes pre-owned games, consoles, and accessories. Pre-owned Xbox 360s are listed online for as little as £70 sterling. PlayStations for 100 and Wii's with the Wii Motion Plus for 89. Game is also offering deals on console bundles. He was looking at some of the games and he was jizzing himself at how cheap some of the stuff was. Uh, but here's the main article. Game and Game Station have started a fire sale on its pre-owned stock. In a bid to move stock, the chain store has reduced the pricing of its pre-owned games. You can get a list of the reduced pricing at Hot UK Deals. Brink and Bulletstorm on the Xbox 360 have both been reduced to three pounds. While the first resistant game on PlayStation 3 is going for 98, I'm guessing that's, uh, it says P, so I'm guessing that's what? Penance or something, or pence, or whatever the hell your weird currency is over there? This comes on the back of a troubled few weeks for Britain's leading video game retailer. Last week, a source revealed to IGN that the company would not be stocking Mass Effect 3, one of the biggest games of the year so far. This has since extended to other forthcoming EA titles, including FIFA Street, as well as new games from Nintendo and Capcom. The decision to cut prices may have been taken to give the company some breathing space as it weighs its options or seeks to attract a potential buyer. So Celeb Patron says, I need to get down to the game station. They're selling loads of dirt cheap on their sites, says Toaster. You know what? And, and the reason why this came up, we started the discussion during lunch, is is this a sign of things to come? Are the brick-and-mortar retail, retail chains going to go the way of the dodo? Are they simply going to uh, evaporate as, you know, People are getting their digital downloads. You know, some of the game companies, I know Microsoft wants to make it more difficult for you to buy used games. Used games are a huge hole of revenue for game for the gaming industry because a lot of people are, are buying a $60 game. They play it until they beat it after two weeks, and they sell it to, uh, in our case, a GameStop or a Best Buy around here, the exchange, buybacks. And they turn around, and then you sell. they sell it for, you know, three-quarters of what you bought it for. And, of course, the uh, game industry, the, the people that made it, the developer doesn't get any of that money. The distributor doesn't get any of that money. The retailer does. So it's interesting to see one of their, their biggest chains of games uh, stores actually going under. And of course, this is in the U.K. And I think that's a product of the times in a lot of ways. It's not just digital downloading. It's not just you have a lot of other small retailers out there like you have around here. I can only assume it's the same, where you can go and buy a title. Or you can get them off of Amazon. You can get them off of eBay. You can get them off of a variety of different places. Fuck Michigan State beat Ohio State in the Big Ten final. God damn it. This show has taken a turn for the worse. Don't bother calling now. You are all going to get unending handfuls of shit from here on out. Michigan State beats Ohio State 68-64 in the Big Ten title. Fucking A. World sucks. I hate this. I don't care if it's Pence. Screw it. It's England. No one gets a damn. It's a rock in the middle of the ocean. I hate the world. I'm just going to stay silent for the next hour and a half until the show goes off at nine. That's all you're getting is silence. Deal with it. Don't mock me. Don't laugh. It blows. Moving on. 
Anyway, it's a product of the times, folks. I, I think that's really what it comes down to. It's just the way it is. And I think you're going to get down to one or two really, really huge uh, retailers in the United States. It's Best Buy and it's GameStop. And I really don't see a whole lot of that change. But you know what? Then you have something like the Steam Box. If that, in fact, is real, it does come out, and it has a it's you know a viable as to selling stuff on download only. If it works, you know, you may see that continue. Maybe you see digital downloading picks up pay picks up Steam. No pun intended. I don't know. I'm completely derailed now. My team lost. Technically, it's not my team. I didn't actually go to Ohio State. I went to a, another school. But if you live in the state of Ohio, you are a Buckeye, and you support the team. Besides, my school didn't make it to March Madness this year, although they did make it last year, I believe. So, Calgary's been here for a while. It's not real. They said no valve that is. said that they are not making a steam box. Dara says they declined the rumors. Well, that doesn't necessarily mean they're not doing it. People decline that stuff all the time, especially in sports. No, we're not trading for him. Five hours later, we've traded for him. Until they're actually ready to release some kind of information, I'm sure they're going to go ahead and deny that. You know, one of the articles that was sent along by several of you, including Highlander, was that uh, some new information is coming out about the next, and this is kind of where I'm getting at it, uh, for the next Xbox and that is that the fact that the new Xbox will not have a disk drive. Let me pull it up here. This is from 1up.com. The next Xbox rumored to lack a, lack a disk drive. But is that so shocking? A new report suggests the 360 successor will use solid-state media in place of disks. Quote, rumors regarding the Xbox 360 successor are only going to become more frequent as we approach its announcement whether that be coming at this year's E3, next year's, or some other point in between. The latest report suggests Microsoft's third home game console will ship without what has been a critical component in the past, a disk drive. According to MCV, partners with Microsoft have been told the new system will make some use of, quote, some sort of interchangeable solid-state card storage, unquote, in lieu of the disk-based media that console owners have become accustomed to for many years now. This flies in the face of previous speculation and reports that Microsoft would abandon DVD in favor of Blu-ray and its superior storage capacity. This news has been mistaken by many as meaning the so-called Xbox 720 will be a digital-only system, ignoring the fact that, assuming this report to be true, games would presumably be sold both digitally and on SD cards or some proprietary equivalent, meaning that they're going to come up with their own storage device. It's a setup employed by the PlayStation Vita, which offers games both on flash memory cards at retail and through the PlayStation Store, which is digital download. While many agree digital-only systems are the future, it's hard to imagine such a future occurring in 2013, which is when MCV says the Xbox will arrive. A system without a disk drive would certainly be a step in the digital-only direction without completely abandoning those who still have to rely on physical media. While many gamers do live in areas where it can be hard to find a spot that is not within range of a Wi-Fi connection, nationwide, not to mention worldwide, broadband penetration is not what some believe it to be. A digital-only system would also present only a problem for broadband users who are saddled with a bandwidth cap, something that's becoming increasingly common, as anybody who has a smartphone knows. Varyar says they should bring back uh, blowing on the cartridge. 
Of course, what this also, I don't know this goes on to say, I'm going to skip, uh, this is a huge article, but I question whether or not you're going to, it'll be backwards compatible with the Xbox One and Two, the Xbox and the Xbox 360. My guess is it probably won't be if it doesn't have a disk drive. Mashquave, why do you call it the 720? Because you spin so fast you think you're playing a good system? Yeah, that's a fail. That was terrible. I need a, Trying like a is the failure. first step towards failure. Yeah, do that on your own show, not on mine, son. You keep the funny to yourself. You let me be funny here. By even lasting this long, Microsoft has already defied the typical life cycle of a home console. So launching a new console later next year remains a distinct possibility. You know, the same could be said for the PlayStation. Whether it will need abandoned discs, whether, whether it will indeed abandon discs is hard to say. Some may see it as an undesirable scenario, but that hasn't stopped things like online passes from becoming an often-used scheme. A system where used games no longer exist and downloads are pushed stronger than ever may not appeal to everyone. But with the way things are going, it would hardly be a major surprise. And it wouldn't be a major surprise, folks. I mean, are we, would anybody be stunned to find out that the next console would be download only? I mean, think about it. There's no brick and mortar. You don't have to pay a distributor. You don't have to pay for you know the stamping of the discs, the boxes, the shipping. You don't have a retailer taking a giant cut of it. Unless you go through somebody like Steam, which provides the download for you, more than likely the company or either Microsoft itself or the developer of the game, you just go to their, their website, download it directly to your console, and there you go. You skip the middleman. They keep more of the profits. Now, some people have, been, have erroneously thought, and I've seen the speculation, that this will necessarily bring the cost of games down. No, it won't. It really won't. At least maybe in the, the short term, but not in the long term. As long as they believe they can get $60 out of you, they're going to charge 60 bucks, Even if it's now a third of the cost it was to make the game. They're just going to pocket more of the money. But you're not going to see a decrease in cost, folks. It, it just isn't. Especially once everybody is on the bandwagon and doing it. Toaster Grind, some kid who was throwing crap at a Pokemon tournament lost his title? What the fuck title would you get from a Pokemon tournament that would be worth keeping anyways? I'm the master trainer! Yeah, I'm sure you're the cool kid at school. Yeah, you're not getting picked on. You're not getting beat up. You're not going on the playground and getting your ass beat. <laughs> I'm a Pokemon master. Stop hitting me! Where's your Pikachu now, boy? Charizard ain't here to save your ass now. This is the real world. And Tetherball is serious business. I don't know why I find that funny, but I did. Am I a horrible person? Yeah. Do I care? No. What do you think, oh, Eve? Fuck. <laughs> All this will do is increase the margin of the distributor, says Porta. Yes, exactly. Absolutely. And I, that's not surprising. That's the free market system working. That's capitalism. And you're getting the convenience of not having to leave your house which allows you to you know, save all those calories you would have burned, walking to your door, getting in your car, driving to the store, and walking to the shelf and buying it. But you still have the concern of what happens if your you know, system dies, your account gets hacked or wiped out, or it goes inactive, you know, what have you. Copy says, I used to be the very, very best, and then I took a Spiro to the knee. Ha! 
Rainforest H. Can we get some more Eve drop-ins? Well, you know what? That's one way of replacing her, I guess, and she's not going to be here anymore. Just replace her with a soundboard. Be like she never left. Other than the fact that she doesn't bring snacks over. That's kind of a big deal. She she is very funny. I did like her segment, too. She did contribute a lot to the show. Who knows? Maybe she'll be back here and again. Once in a while. I wouldn't bank on it, but you never know. My gaming store is Amazon.com. And there you go. You buy it online, they ship it to your house. You can still get a hard copy, but you just got to get it from them. And if, if push comes to shove and that's the way things go, then I could live with that, I guess. I did just buy a bunch of stuff off eBay, and I haven't shopped on eBay in a couple of years. Uh, I bought a couple books for a buck a piece, $3 plus shipping. I bought the last three Godzilla movies I did not have in my collection. I'm missing all but two, which were never put on DVD. More is the pity. Master Queef, she likes anal. What girl that likes anal isn't fun? I don't know, Master Queef, you're no fun. Oh, I have a $300 eBay credit line, says Sakani. Yeah, I do too. It's called a credit card. What else did I buy? Oh, I'm looking to buy a nice Heart of the Hide uh, mitt. Actually, uh, let me check it. It's supposed to expire tonight. Wait. Fire up my eBay account here and take a look at this. I'm going to put the entire show on hold so I can see if my if my mitt is on here. Up to $89. God damn. I was hoping it would go for a lot lower. I think I might be willing to spend 100 bucks on this thing. Looks like it's in pretty good shape. It's a heart of the hide. Um, let's see. Yeah, it's a, it's a gold glove. It's, it's the heart of the hide. It's catcher's mitt. Really sharp looking, too. A little more expensive than I wanted to pay for it, but I do not have a catcher's mitt, and I need one. I have one, I think, for pretty much every position, but first and catcher's mitt. It's done in four hours, so we'll have to keep an eye on that. I'll have to check back. What ones are you missing, Epp? Uh, the Godzilla movies I'm missing are, in the United States, it was called Godzilla 1985, but I think it was called... Uh, the Return of Godzilla. And the other one called Biolante versus Godzilla. For whatever reason, those two were never put on DVD, at least here in the States. So now you're not going to snipe it from me in mainly stuff. I, I'm not going to pay much more than they're already asking. None left. And this is why he's the greatest broadcaster in the industry. He stops the show to look at his eBay auctions. Damn right. Or I force the show to go with silence for two minutes while I mourn the loss of Ohio State. Speaking of sports, anybody listen to One Dumb Jock, Octale's show on Saturday? How was that, anyways? I have not had a chance to tune in and catch that. People continue to admire the three cameras of copy going on the video wall. Sage using everything he can to exploit that and milk that gravy train for as much as he can. They must live in like a one-room efficiency or his mom doesn't let him out of the living room because there's like no furniture, lots of garbage. There's a laptop and a GameCube set up on, I don't know, a cardboard box of some kind. I kind of feel bad. Maybe we should take an auction for like some hobo furniture for him. At least get her a bedroll or something. Sakani, not as bad as I thought it would be. 
Oh, all right. I expected lots of Green Bay, Wisconsin fanboyism, and instead I got lots of ranting. Okay, well, I was just curious. Yes, I suppose we should do that, huh? Because everybody's kind of camping on. One last article before we get to the mailbag and then your calls. From escapismagazine.com, family values groups launch another email campaign against BioWare. Here we go. Two more family values groups in the U.S. have launched an email campaign against BioWare, calling on the studio to keep same-sex relationships out of Star Wars The Old Republic. Here's what I remember about Star Wars. Darth Vader crushes a guy's throat with one hand. Luke Skywalker discovers the butchered and burned remains of his family, killed by a fascist military, and left to rot in the sun. Ben Kenobi gets into a bar fight and chops a dude's arm off. Han Solo murders the guy, and that's just the first 15 minutes. Things only go downhill from there, like when the Empire blows up an entire planet just to make a point. But the Florida Family Association and the American Decency Association have other things on their mind. They're concerned that Bioware is exposing kids to same-sex relationships in Star Wars The Old Republic. And they're calling upon their followers and other like-minded Americans to join them in an email campaign demanding that it stop. Okay, well, I'm going to go ahead and stop you right there. I don't care if you got 30 million people to go ahead and email Bioware. They aren't going to change it. And the reason they aren't going to change it is because they do not want the wrath of the mainstream media to come down on them for being homophobes and bigots and everything else. They're going to go ahead and let it stand as it is, and they're going to say they're being progressive, they're being inclusive, what have you. They're not going to take a stand on this. They're not going to fight a battle that they're not going to win. The fact that they included it all I thought was a little strange. But if they go ahead and actually take this out of it, they're opening themselves up for an even bigger attack from people who are far more powerful than those who have their own you know, particular ideas for the family, and that is the media and those who support them. They will come down with a giant sledgehammer, and Bioware does not want that kind of trouble. A form letter asking Bioware to stop impacting our children is now up at the Florida Family Association website. Quote, American families grew up with the Star Wars film series that was family fair. Okay. The films contain no profanity, no nudity, and no sexual situations, it says. It makes no sense that Bioware and Electronic Arts would shatter that family quality in Star Wars video games just to pacify 35 LGBT polling participants and appease extremists. Well, that's pretty much, yes, that's exactly who they're appeasing. And they're, that's exactly who they're pacifying, too. This should surprise nobody. Keep in mind, too, that the world is a very different place from when Star Wars first came out. And I think George Lucas, being the progressive liberal that he is, would probably be the first ones to go ahead and say, yeah, 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 include it. And in fact, I don't know that I've ever heard anything from George Lucas against it. Doesn't he have to kind of rubber stamp all this stuff? I mean, if it's something that was that big of a deal, I would think that he would be consulted on whether, you know, homosexual relationships exist in Star Wars. But I've never seen anything that says yay or nay from him on this. Nonetheless, says they won't change anything because the people bitching aren't their target audience. Possibly. Rainforest Sage, we're in the living room, Emp, and my mom died two years ago. Every time someone mentions a mother, they always died, and it's always exactly two years ago. 
My furniture is still in storage because I don't have a driver's license nor the ability to get said furniture through the door and down the stairs. <laughs> All right. Back to the story. Star Wars video games are for children. An overwhelming percentage of the 1.7... This is the uh, Florida Association speaking. An overwhelming percentage of the 1.7 million games sold are being used by children who do not need to be exposed to this propaganda, it continues. Please stick to your policy to avoid such advocacy representations in your games. Now, this is from the article's author. I'm not sure who these extremists are, and I could be misunderstanding the reference to polling participants but i'm fairly certain there are more than 35 lgbt gamers signed up for the old republic okay but they didn't sign up for homosexual relationships they signed up for a kick-ass game as game politics notes uh star wars old republic is rated t for teen which means that if your eight-year-old kid is playing it you're the one screwing things up not bioware the florida family association is far from the only family values group to be upset by these same sex relationships in video games or even the first I remember we covered the story, and apparently this is in reference to that. In January, the president of the Family Research Council took to the airwaves to call the game out for its homosexual activism. The Old Republic doesn't actually support gay and lesbian relationships yet, but Bioware promised last year that it would be added as a post-launch feature. Uh, again, I don't know if this is necessarily an issue that we need to be worrying over. And much like anything else, if you don't like it, then don't play it. Don't buy it. Don't support it. Vote with your wallets. Same thing with Mass Effect. At least in this situation, it's not Bioware lying to you or saying one thing and then kind of doing another. My back is killing me. Technically, it's my kidney, but I digress. Reinforce, you expect the religious right to be rational? Right. Because the left is always rational. The religious right. Yeah. Yeah. Religious people in this country suck. How dare they have standards? How dare they have morals and principles? How dare they actually believe in a way of life? Damn them. Who do they think they are? To think that their opinions matter. They think that somehow they should be able to lead life their own way and teach their kids the way they want. They, they need to shut their mouth. We know what's best for the religious right. Anyways. All right, folks, time for the mailbag. While we're doing the mailbag, if you want to call the show, it's time to get in line. Talk to the left. Get that situated. None left will be taking. We'll be talking to you in IRC to discuss as to who's going to go be going when, and then he'll tell me uh, in which order we're going to take those calls. In the meantime, time for the mailbag. The post office delivered your hate mail to the house again. Anything worth looking at? No, just the usual death threats, letter bombs, and human feces. You always make it sound worse than it is. How do you know it's human feces? As always, you can get your questions, comments, opinions into Emperor1G at Cox.net. Um, unfortunately, I did delete several of them before the show began, so I'm hoping I still have them. Uh, this one in from Pusser. Hello, Mighty Emperor and Denzians of Holy Terra. 
Yeah. Unsurprisingly, I have nothing to contribute. So here's a pair of boobs. And she sent me a pair of ducks who go by the name of boobs. Ah, pusser. Once again, you've sent an email that sounded promising but was disappointing in the end. Let's see where else we got. Uh, da, 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 da. This is from Master Queef. Hail! Very happy to hear you were doing better. You were right once again. Shocker. You know that downloadable content that was supposedly finished after the game was? This is from Mass Effect. It wasn't. Hope you enjoyed paying the 10 bucks for something that you should have been free in the first place for those who bought it. This is why the gaming industry is falling. People just take the, quote, well-known companies at their word and buy it. Yes, I am hearing it's a wonderful game and the story is great. I've read both on either side of the spectrum, personally. I do not doubt any of this is not true, but there is something called integrity. Say what you want, but it is uh, what the majority of gamers, let alone companies, seem to lack. I can rant, but why should I? You already are. The proof of what myself and a ton of others have been saying is right here. You know Bioware or EA is going to give some BS reason. My hope is that they have their reputation hurt. I know they would never learn from it because they have their money and they don't give two shits anyway, but one can always hope. And that's from Master Queef, uh, who hosts his own show, for those who don't know, at uh, CodeBoxMedia.com. Check it out. Let's see what else I got here. Uh, Mr. Reed sent this one in. Here's, here's an article I found I thought you might be interested on the show. It's titled, The Five People from History Who Are the Most Absurdly Hard to Kill. Which I think Zan sent the same one in. Um, we'll probably hold that one over for next week because I don't feel like reading that entire damn thing myself. That's an awful lot. Let's see. This is from the Bork Swordsman. My friend sent me a scroll of resurrection on World of Warcraft. However, I have been having trouble obtaining it. What would be the reason for this? The Pork Swordsman. Uh, notes. I am playing the free level 20 tri uh, trial and have not yet bought time, uh, game time. My guess is it's because you actually haven't bought the game. The Scroll of Resurrection only works, from what I understand, is if you have been playing the game previously and already have, have had an account with Blizzard. Considering you're only playing the trial and don't actually own the game, that's probably why it isn't working for you. Uh, that's a guess, but I... I'm fairly confident that is, in fact, the case. There's a joke. Hey, Imp. A man walked into the doctor's. He said, I've hurt my arm in several places. The doctor said, well, don't go there anymore. Really? Uh, yeah. Where the hell's my sheep horn? The sheep horn is never here when I need it most. There you go. Again, leave the funny to Highlander. Don't try it. Greetings from Emperor, uh, Emperor from the Archbishop. Uh, and again, this is on Mass Effect 3. So, and he sends in the uh, article that I covered. Let's see. Since the release of Mass Effect 3, it has been found that all the files, I don't know that it's all the files, the files from the Mass Effect 3 downloadable content from Ashes were on the disc meaning people who paid for the DLC paid $10 for something that were they already technically owned. You know what? And that's an interesting part. If you actually own the disc itself, do you own everything on it or only what the company is willing to allow you to unlock? Now, that's debatable. That's entertaining. That Somebody remind me for discussion for next week to argue that. 
does the consumer, the person who buys the disc, do they actually physically own everything that's on that disc or only that with which the company allows them to access or unlock? Hmm. Let's see. Do I have anything else for the mailbag? A lot of the other stuff. A lot of people sent me articles, which I appreciate as always. I get as many of them as I can. Uh, Zenith sent a bunch. The Glorious Emperor and Crew. Minus the crew. Here are a number of articles I saw you may enjoy. Additionally, though, I have a topic I'd like to run by Varyar. Having no doubt blown through Mass Effect 3 by now, do you share the anger a lot of fans have expressed with the ending system? Without spoiling anything, you essentially get given three, uh, and it, without spoiling anything, you essentially get given three options. All of the decisions players had made over the last three games simply become a number, a number in number three, your score. And that decides what the result of your final three-way choice is. Or is your fanboyism towards Bioware intact? Let me read this again um, to make sure I understand it. Without spoiling anything, you essentially are given three options. All of the decisions players had made over the last three games simply become a number in number three, uh, Mass Effect 3. Your score decides what the result of your three-way, your final three-way choice is. Okay. So, Vyar, no spoilers, I'm not done, you asshole. Well, there's dragons. I mean, you get to kill a bunch of dragons. Maybe you didn't see all the dragons in the fucking game. You know, that's a big spoiler. There's dragons. Piss on you. I can't do the show, I got midterms. But you're an IRC, you fat son of a bitch. Vyar, for the record, I'm enjoying the game. I do have some minor quibbles. However, I'll go over that more in depth on the show. Which he did promise me he'd have an in-depth look at Mass, or Mass Effect 3 for the next Emperor's Court, which is today. Fail. Alright, looks like that was it for the article, I'm sorry, for the mailbag. Once I deleted, I, you know, eh. I did hear that Apple's being sued by the Department of Justice. And I meant to cover that with Highlander here, but he isn't. So I may save that for next week. For those who haven't found that uh, that article, I did read on that. I'm surprised nobody actually sent that in either. No. Anyways, folks, here's what's going to happen. I'm going to take a small break. Um, I, I really need to stretch out my uh, my back here. It's I'm really starting to feel it. When we come back, we will take your phone calls all the way up, and then we'll wrap up the show. Uh, I hope to be done at 9 o'clock, actually get out of here on time. You'll probably hear my voice starting to go. So we're going to take a break. When we come back, your phone calls leading up to the end of the show, and then we'll wrap it all up. So stay tuned. Those who are easily offended or have no sense of humor are encouraged to turn off the show now. Parental discretion is advised. Welcome back. This is Mystic Mim, and you're listening to The Emperor's Court. You can micro-me any day. Star League to defend the frontier against Zur and the Kodan Armada. Get ready? Prepare for blast off. 
It occurs to me we're going to need a new signer, sounder now for taking phone calls. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the Emperor Squad here on Versal World Productions, VTWProductions.com. I'm your host, the Emperor. Uh, none of my co-hosts are here this evening, so we're going to go for the rest of the night. Your phone calls about whatever topic that you think is important enough for me to actually talk about. Uh, as always, from here going forward, for any time we take phone calls, it'll be on Skype. Add me to your Skype list. It's Emperor underscore 1G. Uh, it's a good thing this show is starting to come to an end because, damn, it, I, this pain is really starting to catch up to me. I just took my uh, pain meds now, so it should kick in right about the time I go off the air. Uh, we're going to start off tonight. I, I know we have a list. We have a list of how this is going to go in order. You have the contact on the left if you are in IRC. If you are not in IRC and you still want to uh, call the show, that is cool. Let me get through the IRC people first because I can do that in order, and then I will take your uh, phone calls outside of it. First up, we've got Varyar. Now, I'm going to send him a phone call and bring him into this one. My erstwhile and wayward co-host, who was supposed to be studying for his midterms, wanted to call in because he had some kind of topic he wanted to talk about. My guess is he probably wants to talk about Mass Effect 3. Varyar, welcome to the show that you ditched. Nah, fuck you. All right, I see this conversation is going to go off well. Yes, sir. Um, actually, yeah, Mass Effect 3, I figured we'd touch on that. Um, first off, since apparently I am a Bioware fanboy. Yes, uh, well, I am, I, you yeah, made I that, that case clear. Yeah, I, I am enjoying the game. I, I will say that the new information uh, on the DLC being on the disc, I, I actually, with that, I am switching sides. That oh, is, jumping ship, are you? Have you actually been able to read any of the articles or, or look any of this up other than what you've heard tonight? No, I'm in the middle of physics. It's no, fucking annoying. Clearly. Yeah, it sucks. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, if it's on the disc, you bought the disc. That's, I mean, that's as simple as it gets for me. Okay. I mean, obviously they had intended for it to be part of something you were going to get if they put it on the disc. And this flies in the face, and it was the argument you made last week, and it's the comments, it's the same thing they said, which was the development of the original game was completed, this was something extra because they had time to kill until the game dropped. Well, and that's that's exactly why I'm switching, because my whole position was based on the fact that supposedly the game was done, they sent it for certification and to get printed, right? and then after that, they worked on this. Now... If, after, if it wasn't done, the DLC part, and they finished it, just come out and say so. But at this point, it's just bad business all around. If they had come out and said it at the beginning, I honestly would probably still take their side. Because guess what? They, whether, what to sell things for in pricing, that's a business decision. It may be a bad one, but it's their right. It's their product. But now you've got them basically talking out of both sides of their mouth. Their story isn't straight. The things they've no. said are provably dishonest. Um, so I am irritated by that um I, I mean i think there's a long way to go before or well not a long way to go before this is done but there is a little while before everything comes out and we see exactly what was what the details are but for the moment i am jumping their ship it's funny warner and irc says it took nearly a decade for emps court to finally get phone calls it's it's funny it's actually a true story <laughs> i've been doing this since what 2002 and this is the first time we've actually taken Legitimate phone calls. So, uh, a valid point. Then again, it wasn't necessarily as easy until very recently. But uh, it's interesting to see what, if anything, Bioware is going to come out and say. Now, they have said so far that their comment is, we've said all of, on the subject we're going to. We're not going to comment about it anymore. But I still think this story has legs. I don't think it's going away just yet. 
Oh, I agree with you. And coming out and trying to do the no comment Stonewall. Yes. That does not look good. I mean, if they came out and tried to explain a bit and like, okay, well, yeah, there is some on the disc, but then we decided to make it separate and blah, blah, blah. I might, I don't know if I'd be on the fence or not, or if I'd still be on their side, but I, I definitely wouldn't be irritated by it as much as the no comment thing. That's, that's the part that really gets me. Look, you've been caught. Right. Come clean. Tell us exactly what's going on. The problem so. is it just makes it, it, it just makes it so much worse now. I mean, they're in, in a position now where they cannot admit that they were doing this from the, from the word go, that this was part of their marketing scheme, whether it was their idea or EA's. To come out now and admit that this is how that they had planned it all along to milk an extra ten dollars out of a franchise that is ending with this installment, they're not going to come out smelling like roses. There's there's no redemption at this point. They can only hope that something else will you know something else shiny will get everybody's attention and we'll forget about this in a couple of weeks. And you know what? Maybe we will until another Bioware title comes out or until the next time they're ready to do some DLC and people will say, "No, wait a minute. We remember the last time you screwed us." We're not going to do it again. Well, I'll tell you this. Um, I, I got the DLC from Ashes on uh, the day it dropped. Obviously, okay. like I said, I was going to. And, and like I said, I'm enjoying the game. Um, there are, uh, like I said, I do have a few um, issues, definitely. Um, but all in you'll, all, it's you'll a go solid into that more in like, depth next week, I assume. Yeah, I mean, we can definitely. Uh, I'll have a whole thing. Like I said, I haven't quite beat it yet. I think I'm on the last mission, but we'll see. Um, you know, I mean, there definitely are some things. Overall, though, I think it's a solid title. Um, I'm not sure it's the 95 a lot of critics are giving it, but I'd say it's a solid, I don't know, 89. There are a few um, critics who I actually will take at face value. You know, Gabe and Tycho from Penny Arcade are a, a few that I will actually believe. If they tell me it's gold, I'll believe it. But oh, those are few and far between. Yeah, but on the other hand, you know, if you look at uh, Metacritic, the user reviews are in the toilet. Because eight thousand people are giving them zeros because, and just spamming day one DLC, or their you know the graphics aren't quite as up to date. Well, obviously it doesn't deserve a zero. Um, like I said, we'll go over it more uh, next week. I will have a whole spiel on it. But, um, but let me ask yeah, you this I mean, real quick before you go. Um, yeah, go ahead. A couple of the articles that I've read have mentioned that the downloadable content is about between thirty and sixty minutes in length. Is that worthy of a ten dollar price tag? Oh, it depends on how much you have invested and if you're willing to pay it. Now, I well, that's what like, I'm asking. Is it worth the investment of ten dollars to you for that time, for the amount for of time me that it is? Uh, okay. I very much enjoy. I very much enjoy the universe. I very much enjoy the characters and the story. Um, for me, it's worth it for some extra content. Now, again, because of you know, obviously, it coming out that this was on the disc. Now I'm starting to get pissed, and I'll tell you this: there is one effect that this has had for me personally. I will not buy DLC from EA and, unfortunately, BioWare first day anymore. I will wait. I mean, that's going to happen. My guess is, if they learn anything from, the, from this, is that you are not going to see any more first day DLCs. Clearly, this was a guinea pig. This is a beta test to see how many people were willing to buy into it. Now, from some of the reports I've seen, and again, it depends, they're saying about 40% of the people who bought the game, and they're saying first day sales were about 890000 According to them, 40% of the people bought the downloadable content. So I don't know what 40% of 890000 is off the top of my head, but that's still quite a bit of money. But with the kind of, of controversy this thing has caused and the bad press they're going to get out of it, made only worse by the fact that they're you know kind of 
they really are playing semantics with the way how they're talking about, oh, well, it may not have been completely done. Only part of it was on the disc. My guess is they probably aren't going to do a day one drop anymore with and, DLC. And like I said, last last week I defended it. Last week I was with them. But I think, but on the other hand, even in the last week's uh, discussion, we'll call it, you know, I did agree with you that the timing and the perception of day one DLC is bad. Um, now, I disagreed at the time, like I said, because of what we thought we knew. But with this, you know, obviously I've, I've switched sides. And I do think that companies are not going to do D- day one DLC anymore just because if, if you've learned one lesson, it's A, there's going to be a massive backlash. Whether it is deserved or not, there's going to be a massive backlash against it. Yes. For those who follow it online, and a lot of people, my guess is maybe a slim majority, but the majority probably don't follow everything that goes on or everything that happens on the Internet when it comes to the game company. So a lot of them may not even be aware of this. That is true. Give me one yeah. second. I'm finishing up here. So, Anyways, Mario, what do you think of this whole dynamic of taking phone calls? You like it? Uh, I, I like it. I can make excuses, not come to the show, and still participate. Yay. Uh, no, I, I hope yeah, it works no. out well. It depends on uh, whether or not anyone says, <laughs> I'm really hoping someone's an asshole so you can just destroy them. But on the other hand, well, uh, overall, I hope it's uh, a positive well, I gave, for the show. I gave Pusser a hard time. Uh, I see Highlander has joined us in IRC. So you fat fucks can make it into IRC, but you can't make it to the damn show. Dude, I can be All on three IRC of you threw me into the bus. And still do homework. All three of you threw me into the bus. Homework be damned. Eh, true. On the other hand, last, remember what happened last week? I said, I'll stay at your house a little later, do my and homework do your afterwards. Homework. We yes. ended up playing Mario Party or whatever the hell. And you I got told me done. your homework was done. No, it wasn't. I lied. You said, well, clearly, my homework is done. You started showing me like pictures of your hot girlfriend. I'm like, You're like, clearly, my work is done. So, yeah, we played Mario, and you sucked at it. I did. It was awful. <laughs> All yes, right, man, I, I'll uh, sign off and let you take another phone call here. All right, buddy. I'll talk to you. I'll see you next week. All right. Star bases, man. Fucking star bases. I, I hear you. I'll download the expansion and we'll get the plane. All righty. I'll talk to you later. Later. Late. So Voyard checking in. Yeah, Highlander had to miss the show because he had a family emergency. I did say at the top of the hour, or at the top of the show, rather. rather so there you go. Uh, Highlander does, in fact, I believe, somebody explained to him how we're doing these Skype calls. Uh, I, I'm pretty sure he does have Skype. So he could call in if he wanted. But I do have a, a list of other people ready to waiting in the wings to go ahead and call. Uh, we have one up next. I'm just waiting for him to actually pull the trigger. The hell is he? And there is a bit of a delay from the time I, from what I say, until they hear it over the radio. But, uh, folks, if you're gonna make me wait, I'm gonna go on to the next person. There. All right. Shriggs, you're in. What's going on, Shriggs? Hey, Emperor. So why are you calling? What do you have to tell me about? How did your uh, zombie hunt go? Oh, shit. Okay, usually you, you want to stop doing whatever you're doing when you call. Can you hear me? Because I can hear you. Uh, yeah, something's going on with my headset. You good? I am fine. Cool. Uh, you have your speakers on in the background, don't you? Yeah, I don't know. Something happened to my headset. It's not. It just when it uh, went to Skype, 
I must have switched over to my speaker, so let me see if I can fix that real quick. Yeah, we, we, we should really be doing this, you know, yeah, before sorry, we make phone calls. Mm. No, everybody has to wait. Because there the Archbishop okay. of the Cult of the Emperor has to fix this damn... <laughs> All right. So you better have, like, claimed a lot of souls in the name of the Emperor with your uh, your recent zombie hunt on uh, your college campus. Explain to us how that went and, and what exactly it was. Uh, basically, humans versus zombies is a campus thing. A lot of colleges around the country are doing it, where uh, you start off with one original zombie, and he uh, spends the first day tagging people, and he's unmarked. You can't tell who he is. He'll be disguised. And after 45 minutes, people he tags become zombies, and it spirals out of control from there. So how many people were involved in this thing? I mean, you're just At, walking up people on campus, campus and there were over pimp slapping and saying, guess what, you're a zombie. Wait, what? <laughs> I got class. Yeah. I can't be a zombie. <laughs> yeah, at my campus there were 600 people, and there's like uh, thousands of other people. I don't know exactly what the number is of how many people are involved in this event. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, what happened to you? How did How well, did this... Yeah. On the first day, it was basically the worst timing for me because uh, my class is at the exact opposite side of campus from where I live, and it's like a 30-minute walk across campus. So I was okay. basically playing this game on hard mode. I did my best uh, getting with people. I got with a couple squads on the way to classes, and we took out some zombies on the way. And my classes ended at 6.30 at night. So I had to walk back alone because I could not find anyone. I couldn't contact anyone. People I knew, were like friends of mine, were already tagged, so I couldn't get them to help me out. So basically, both your the, friends got tagged. All right, yeah. go ahead. So on the way back, it was like halfway across campus. Uh, I got ambushed by three zombies, and what happened was I took out one as he came at me. The other one ran around a pillar, and I shot at him. I didn't know if I got him, and I had him okay. in my sights. And some dude, uh, I thought I had him, so I was waiting for them to pull down their bandanas to be uh, stunned. Some dude walking by me said, hey, there's another one behind you. I turned around to get the third one, and then the one I thought I got came up from behind. And <laughs> so it's like, damn it! This is kind of funny. I, I was reading, I actually watched the uh, YouTube video that you posted in the forums, the Emperor's yeah. Court forums on btwproductions.com, and I thought it was actually a very clever idea, and i got to imagine other people have done something like this. But mm-hmm. I started thinking through my entire Nerf arsenal that I have. And I've got Nerf bows and arrows. I have a crew-served bipod machine gun with a belt-fed uh, ammo. Uh-huh. I'm like, this thing would be great. I got the sniper rifle because me and my brother and my sister, when we were kids, did a lot of Nerf fighting. And when we grew up, uh-huh. we kept on doing that with you know the cousins and the family and, and my daughter and her friends. And we got we do the whole laser tag thing. I just thought that this would have been really clever. It would have been kind of cool if they'd done it on my campus when I was in college. Oh, yeah. It was Hella fun. <laughs> so, and I'm, did it, I'm donating all zombies from the end of this game to the Emperor's Court as slave labor. <laughs> yes, because we have so much that needs to get done. Uh, you know. mm-hmm. So what else going on with you, Shregs? What else do you have to talk, tell us about? Uh, I'm working with Baz at CodeBoxMedia.com with, with the new uh, weekly webcomic. Right, that's right, because you do the uh, call screening over there. When I called into his show one time, you're the one who answered the phone call. Mm-hmm. And how's that going? And how's that working out for you? Do you like it? How's yeah. the show going? Is it something? I mean, 
I didn't even know you worked for them. Yeah, I do enjoy the show, and I love making the webcomic, and it's just I've got a whole bunch of new uh, drawing equipment. I got a new tablet and stuff, so I've been producing a lot of uh, better quality work than I have been. And I think I'm going to get back into the Balance Break comic at, uh, later this month. People haven't asked me when that was yeah. going to be updated, if we were going to have a, a, continu- a continuation of that story. I will but you can expect that. Okay. All right, well, that was nice talking to you there, Shriggs. Nice talking to you, too. I guess we'll uh, give you a chat next week. And uh, Did you get any photos, any kind of video, anything of this event, the Zombie vs. Humans event? I tried as hard as I could, but I ran into a bunch of technical difficulties, like batteries running out of power, camera shutting off, not being okay. able to get it on in time for certain tags. But I have some footage, and I'll compile it into something nice to put up on YouTube. Cool. All right, well, let me know when you do that. Uh, we'll give her a look, and we'll uh, make sure we plug it. All right. All right, buddy. I'll talk to you later. For the Emperor! never get tired of hearing that, actually. Uh, Highlander has now hopped in here, so let me give him a, uh, bring him into the uh, my chat log here. We actually have a list of people of how they're calling, so. All right, so none left is on the fly doing the call screening. He's actually doing a pretty good job of it. So next one up we have is Highlander is going to call him. Give, let's give him a uh, talk to and see how things are going on his end. Now, he had a family emergency, which is why he wasn't able to make the show originally. So, okay, cool, that works. So we're waiting for him to go ahead and pick up the damn phone. Highlander joins us over the phone. Highlander, how are you? I'm doing all right. How are you? Hold on, I have to turn off the stream because I didn't realize there was a delay right there. Like I said, same thing when you call a radio station. You have to mute or turn down the radio. It's the same thing to stream. Gotcha, but I'll gotcha. give you a pass because you weren't here when we started the when sure. I started giving the instructions out. I have to say, uh, it sounds really good. Uh, Does because it? when I when I turn the stream on, I figure I got you know I got home and I was like, well, I want to see you know, maybe he's still on because I know it's getting to be about the time where we sign off, so to speak. Right. But uh, I thought Varyar was in the room with you, so take that as a compliment. Very okay, excellent. So it did come through pretty well. It came one out thing, fantastic. Yeah. One thing we did figure out because Nomewise spent uh, a couple hours on Thursday before I ended up in the hospital trying to fix up Sam Encoder. And one of the things we realized is that it's only using one of the eight cores that my computer has. Uh-huh. So the processing power was an eighth of what it should be. So I, I'm hoping, and he believes, that that might be a reason why the quality of phone calls coming in might be better, because Skype already uses all eight cores. So that's oh, okay. good here that the sound quality is excellent, because if it sounds like quality, crap, there's no point in doing it. No, no, sound quality is excellent. It, it literally sounded like he was in the same room as you, literally. So the house it sound on on your end with me talking to you um, coming through. It's it's coming out crystal clear. It sounds exactly Good. like okay. it does uh, when we're in the studio. So no so, problem. I don't know how much you were able to hear about the Mass Effect part. I don't know how much you've caught. Um, no, I, I just caught the end where uh, Varya was very disappointed, but I didn't know why he was disappointed. So that's that's the most as I know. What is what has come out is the fact that apparently the downloadable content that they were supposedly working on after the game was finished. Uh, apparently that wasn't true. It's all on the disc. It was included when the disc shipped. So it was there. They just had to unlock it uh, when they were ready to sell the DLC. They basically unlocked it. It was already on uh, the game when you bought it. So when so, you when, when you buy the DLC, you just buy the code to unlock what's already on the disc? Essentially, yes. Wow, and I had brought kinda, up the topic. It's kind of douchey, yeah. Well, it's, not, it's very douchey. It's also very dishonest because yeah. one, of the, uh, one of the cornerstones of your guys' argument last week was that Bioware had come out and said that 
when the development of the original game was completed, Mass Effect 3, they had time to kill before the game dropped and actually went on sale. So they worked on the DLC to fill the gap. Uh Well, apparently that wasn't true. They'd already worked on it. It was done. And, yeah, the code was simply to unlock the information already on the disc. And I posed the question, and I said we'd probably talk about it next week, is does the consumer own everything on that disc when they buy it? Or do they only own what the company allows them to unlock and see? Boy, that's that's tricky. Uh, off the top of my head, I would, I, I know it would be a sucky answer, but I would say just what the company would allow you to to unlock because it it is their product and they are allowed to do whatever right. they want with it. Now At that the doesn't same mean time, I have to like it, right? But, well, but I, then again, if you think about it, Highlander, this has been going on for a while because uh, when. World of Warcraft drops their games and drops their expansions. A lot of the patches and things are already on the disc. I mean, that, that this is yeah. nothing new, and you know that's coming up down the road. But then again, you're not paying extra for it because that's why you're paying a monthly fee. That kind of goes true. hand in hand with it. Yeah, I, I never really thought about it that way, but I, I suppose looking at it from that perspective, I, I could see that. Yeah. But I, I honestly do believe that it's it's the the I'm going to pose the point that it, it's the customer. Who actually, the consumer who actually owns the product when they buy it, whatever's on that is theirs. The company obviously wants them to have it or else they wouldn't be on there. But we'll debate it next week. That's one thing I want to make sure you remind me in case I forget. Sure, sure. Um, hey, you know, as long as I am on, um, do you want me to do the stupid video game moment and the quickening? I did the stupid video game moment, but I said I would not do the quickening. Uh, because I did not have the flair for it. But absolutely, if you want to do it, we can do it right now. Sure, or you want to right call now. at the end of the show and do it then. It's up to you. Uh, we can do it right now if you want. All right. I'm, I'm going to get home. I need to take a shower. I need to do a bunch of stuff. So. All right. Well, let's do it. Here we are, born to be kings. We're the princes of I'm just playing your intro. So. Greetings, Highlander. You call? I don't think you can hear the intro, can you? Okay, good. have the manners of a goat. All right. As always, you can send your questions, comments, and opinions to Highlander1G at gmail.com for the quickening. And I hope this has not become a habit, gentlemen, both you and and, and Voyer, who's listening, because I absolutely hate shows that are done uh, via when they have multiple, multiple hosts all coming in from different areas, people talking over each other, what have you. But Highlander... The sh- <laughs> like like the f- we've never talked over each other before. No, not for like an hour with screaming and yelling. Never. Never. The floor never. is yours. Take it away, sir. All right. Hey, just real quick before I get to it, uh, what was yeah. the reaction with My Disney Kitchen? What did you think of it? Uh, people liked it. I thought Good. it was funny. Yes. And I, I would I, like to kill Mickey Mouse myself. If Ashley <laughs> could die. All right. All right, here we go. The quickening. Here we go. Question. Who is Joseph Coney? Joseph Coney is among the top political geniuses to ever walk the face of the planet. Formulating a plan to unite both jungle bunnies and trendies, as both are unwashed, illiterate organ bags, under his regime, these niglets in Uganda and single-handedly provides them with a brighter future by turning them into efficient patriots of President Coney. To further propagate his rule, Coney has officiously utilized various social media platforms and the dim-witted Americans that come with them so that he may, in the words of out-of-work iMovie expert and convicted child-beater Jason Russell, escalate to celebrity status. Only until March 6th of 2012 did much word get out about this man because some YouTube video goes viral and all the hipster fags got a hold of it. 
The video became viral among idiotic fat Americans who think that by watching a 30-minute video made by an unemployed douchebag hipster, who's also a basement dweller, it'll automatically make them some sort of social activist. They also think that just by donating and buying the movie, they're going to better the lives of these poor, starving child soldiers in Uganda. Blame Jason Russell, the director of this hipster takeover. What most people don't know is that the Invisible Children organization, apparently made to take down Joseph Coney, is a complete fucking scam. The money that IC earns from their propaganda machine is only donated to Uganda at less than 32%, while the rest of the money is kept to themselves. In reality, IC is just a money-making scam, and Coney will continue to employ his genius political tactics in Uganda for all the good of all the people there. Question, so you've talked about Jesus enough. What about the Buddha? The Buddha. That's chappy... true. You've never talked about the Buddha. I have never really talked about the Buddha. That's true. Buddha, a chappy in Nepal who had a look about and thought to himself, this light's pretty shit, and so decided to sit down and have a little think about meaning and purpose and shit. And after a few years, he hadn't really concluded much, but he did find that if he sat about for a long time and stopped thinking about horrible shit, then he felt a little bit better. The Buddha was a lazy cunt and didn't want to acknowledge the fact that he'd wasted his life fapping under a tree. <laughs> so, he, so he met up some cock and balls about karma and rebirth and shit and begged people for rice in return for enlightenment. Over the years, the Buddha's elaborate trolling gathered quite a following. Butthurt fags from every corner of curry land signed up and each brought their own superstitions and ideas. Soon enough, Buddhism had evolved from sitting down and not thinking about how shit you are to what it is today a refuge for closeted faggots and sexual repressed life failures. Noteworthy, for a long time, the Buddha would not let women be Buddhists, insisting that they should remain in the kitchen. Fact. He also maintained that homosexuals could not attain enlightenment. A fact. And even more noteworthy, in the Vinyana Pitkia, the rules, there is a passage that details the punishment for auto-sodomy, which is butt-fucking yourself. And one monk is cited what? as a perpetrator. That's very true. More noteworthy still, Buddhism That's does possible? not have... It's I. I'm just going by what I uh, have researched, that's all. More noteworthy still, Buddhism does not have a true deity, hence it is a philosophy, not a religion. Buddhism is a popular trend among filthy, stinking hippies and morbidly obese psychic mediums, owing to the fact that it is vaguely exotic and lets the believer look deep and, in look deep and intelligent without having to provide any further evidence. Despite the huge number of devotees, most of these incense-reeking, robe-wearing bong monkeys have absolutely no idea what Buddhism is. <laughs> Upon being, being prompted, the reply will be to the effect of, oh, man, it's like, and yeah, it's mystical. Yeah. One could attribute the total ignorance to the fact that these are the same people that believe in crystal healing and fornication with plant life, and one would likely be correct. Their complete ignorance of all aspects of the doctrine will not, however, prevent them from ostentatiously displaying statues of the Buddha. <laughs> And finally, the last question of the quickening question. I think my sister might be crazy. She runs around the house banging into walls and puts a chicken on her head. How do I know for sure? To begin, mental illness is a serious condition affecting at least one-third of all Americans in a given year. And this figure rises dramatically on the Internet, where three out of three people are mentally ill. Some have attributed the rise of mental illness to angst-ridden emos who turn every little quirk into a big disease to affect drama. Whatever the case, there is an estimated 85% chance that not only your sister, but you are mentally ill yourself. Other than the fact that you yourself are probably seriously mental ill, chances are quite high that if you have engaged in any kind of online interaction, you have had to deal with a mentally deranged individual. Usenet and IRC are the psychiatric institutions of the Internet. On Usenet in particular, you will find people disagreeing with each other on the placement of commas for a good part of their life. See alt.usage.english if you don't believe me. 
and disruptive trolls with severe internet troll personality disorder. Mentally ill people are responsible for 99.999999% of all drama on all the internets combined. This includes everything from petty self-dramatizing spats to insane ravings. It's a kinder term for what's colloquially known as the state of being fucked up. That being said, being fucked up comes in different flavors and degrees. Emo kids filled with angst and tendencies towards self-injury have classic borderline personality disorder. People with Asperger's syndrome are robots who, despite loading massive amounts of data onto their brains, are fundamentally incapable of regular social interaction. Cyber psychos will pass themselves off as the perfect lady or gentleman, only to find out where you live so that they can come to your home to rape you up the ass while you sleep. And the Internet also regularly exposes people to the risk of developing new mental illnesses. Unprepared boys in puberty who find pictures of Carmen Electra risk developing a Carmen Electra complex. Many Internet communities encourage people to fake having mental illness as a right of entry. The- Notable examples include the Carmen Electra complex, restless leg syndrome, inconsistent personality disorder, and live journal. So if your sister has any of those, chances are she's totally fucked up. And if you have a question you'd like to answer on the quickening, please email me at highlander1g at gmail.com. Bong monkeys? Bong monkeys. I thought that was pretty good. Are you not entertained? Are you not entertained? As always, good, Highlander. I liked it. That was pretty fun. Thank you. So, did, how are things on your end? Uh, the personal issues taken care of? Everything okay? Uh, the personal, they're uh, stable. I'll put it that way. They're, well, they're better, better than they worse. were, but it's it's yeah, it's not better. It's definitely not worse. It's stable. I'll okay. Well, I'll take stable at this point. Yes. So will I. So, anything else going on with you, sir? Uh, anything else going on? Not really a whole hell of a lot. Uh, I know I usually say I'm not doing a whole lot, and in this case, I really mean it. I've just been working and... Working and working and sleeping and working, unfortunately. Um, I, well, did, I, did I mention? I, I said I didn't mention it before, but uh, I, on my birthday, which which was the ninth, I um, it was happy birthday on Friday. I indeed, indeed. That. Go ahead. I uh, went out to eat with my uh, sister's fiance's parents, whose stepfather. I know that's a really long, convoluted way to do it. <laughs> what does that make us? But absolutely, absolutely nothing. nothing. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> uh, it's uh, it was his birthday on the eighth. So we kind of had like a dual thing going on. And we went to this place called Texas Roadhouse, which I have never been to. Uh, but it's, it's basically kind of like your, like a Longhorn or a Smoky yeah, Bones, that kind of thing. Okay. So I had ribs, which were good. I enjoyed the ribs. Uh, I've, I've been told that the best ribs in town, however, are not at Texas Roadhouse. It's at a place I've never been to before called uh, the Rocky River Brew House. I've heard of it. That. Yeah, yeah. It's Eve goes local. there a bunch of times, I think. Oh, okay. Well, apparently those are the best ribs in town. So I'm going to have to check those out. Because I, I do love ribs, uh, and I don't get a chance to have them so much because I find that it's a real hassle to make them properly. I mean, you can just throw them in the oven, but if you want them really good, you have to go through a long process that and I don't have the time for or the money for. They're so. messy and they're sticky. I had twin, twin Australian rock lobster tails last night. I went to White Oaks. Ooh. Uh, I celebrated my birthday with my aunt. We had a, a dinner because uh, our, bo- our birthdays are both in March, and, and they're relatively close together like yours and mine are. So that was great. Uh, the fact that I could only eat half my meal uh, because of everything that happened last week kind of was a, a little bit of a de- letdown, but, you know. Oh, well. Sucked. Yep. I hated it. <laughs> and well, it was, was funny. Well, Go well, ahead. White Oaks was pretty good? Oh, I know it, was fan- like it was fantastic. Your, I know that's like your favorite restaurant of all time, am I right? It, it is one of my favorite restaurants. It's probably my go-to one if I have to. I, we, I, we've taken you there before. I, you liked it, you didn't have? you? 
Oh yeah, it's a very it's a very classy, very nice yeah. place. Uh, it was good. It, the food was great. You know, it was a little busy, but it's a Saturday night, so that's kind of expected. Sure. Uh, you know, the average age of the you know people going there was like eighty. <laughs> so we got to see some old lady be carted out on a wheelchair on a uh, stretcher. The house, the uh, ambulance showed up. So did, did you really? Wow. Yes. Like was don't it get the soup. She ate? I hope not. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me she didn't get the lobster tail. Fuck. <laughs> Uh, that was funny. I got a lot of other people I got to get to, and we got to uh, get this thing wrapped up. So I will okay. catch you later. All right. I'm glad I was able to pop in. So uh, I hope the show goes well. Awesome. Talk to you later. Talk to you later. So a Highlander uh, chiming in. So at least two of our three hosts have actually called in. People are saying, is Eve next? No, I, I don't believe she's going to be calling it. I don't think she has, she has Skype. She can if she likes, but I don't think she has it. So uh, we're going to get these last uh, few calls in here. And then we'll wrap up the show. Let's see who's up next. How are we liking, IRC? How are we liking the, the whole call-in thing, the whole Skype phone calls? It's a little new to me. It's going to take some practice. It's going to take a little bit to, to figure out what the best process is. We'll see. Let me check in with them. Let's see who's next on deck. All right. Daraz is up next. Give, let's see. Technically, they're supposed to be calling me, but apparently they're not. So I want to try and facilitate this and get going. That's just someone asked if he was a god. Yes, they better damn well say yes. Fuck this typing and spelling bullshit. I know, right? Grammar. Minimal abuse from Emperor's End. Daras, how are you, sir? I am doing well. Welcome to the show. Thank you. I'm tired. Entertain me. Well, with the Mass Effect thing... I'm confused on the whole character thing. What do you mean? Because today I saw a video of a guy with a PC version of the game. Okay. Somehow modify the files because the character is in there. Right. And then modify it so that he didn't have to pay. It's free. There is a tutorial out there. I saw a couple of them showing how to hack the uh, files so you could actually get the character uh, to work on your game without ever actually having to pay for the DLC. What I think part of it is, and this is what I was saying earlier about them kind of of uh, skimming the truth, is that they may have been working on the actual campaign, the storyline part of it, but that part of the storyline as well as the character, the animation, the voice was already on the disc. Yeah. That... So it sounds like they can probably get half of it or at least part That's of it. That's what I'm thinking would happen. Cause right. I, I think you can get the character, just not the missions, because what the hell did I just download then? Well, and that's just it. If you just pay $10 and that's what you're getting, and I that's why I asked Voyer, is it really worth the 30 or 60 minutes plus the extra character? Is it really worth the $10? And that's what I, I think is it's a very legitimate question to ask. Is it worth the time and effort? Is it worth the money? And it's a judgment call, you know, depending on the person. I didn't need to pay for it. I got the collector's edition, so I... Oh, so you got it as part of it. For, quote, unquote, free. Yeah. How far into Mass Effect 3 have you got? I would say I'm about a fourth of the way into it. I'm taking my time with it. Okay. I'm liking it a lot. It's a, it's still a fun game. But there are issues I take with it. Like what? Give me an idea. Um, well, this is more of a personal note. There are some characters that were prevalent in the second game that were pretty major. They killed them off when... I think there could have been a way when they could have saved them. 
They killed off Eris in Final Fantasy VII. Everybody got pissed. It's the Ray Bradbury effect, uh, my friend. Basically, if a character has served its purpose, kill it off. Sounds like uh, your microphone's I, cutting in and out there. I think there could have been there. more with that character done. Daraz, you there? Yeah, yeah I'm there. I, I'm having some internet issues. I'm going to try and minimize. All right, we're going to have to uh, go ahead and drop yeah. him. Now. So, look, I, 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 are you there? Okay. I'm trying to. Yeah, I'm I'm here, but I'm having some right. internet issues. Sorry about that. Oh, you got you're having issues. All right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Daraz, we're going to have to. Uh, I, have to, I hate to cut you loose here. Uh, I appreciate the call. Unfortunately, it sounds like it was really starting to break up there. I have people backed up, so. Calgore, I laughed when Eris died. You did. You're a dick. You did not. Really. I actually found, uh, when they had that thing on the internet, uh, way back in the day, and, hang on, uh, back in the day, back in like 1997, when the game first came out, um, there was a big rumor on the internet that if you went to Final Fantasy VII Heaven or a couple of these other places, there was that whole hoax that you were able to bring Eris back from the dead, that you had to follow a certain kind of quest chain, and then you had to get some kind of material, material, and that allowed you to go ahead and resurrect her. Then I, you know, I did the whole thing. I looked for the characters they allegedly were, were part of all this. Never found them. Found out like a month later the whole thing was a hoax. I was pissed. I'd tell you what I was really pissed about is like every other normal dude, I took the two female characters as part of my party and I built them up only to find out the bitch dies halfway through the game. It's like, fuck! All that time I even got the stupid little parasol thing. Master Queef joins us on the show. Master Queef, how are you, sir? Good. How about you, sir? I am fine. So you're returning the favor calling my show after I gave yours a call uh, about a week ago. I am. Yes, sir, I am. So what is on your mind? Um, I wanted to talk about a little bit about uh, Guild Wars 2. I know you're not an MMO uh, guru anymore, but um, I, I kind of want to get your opinions on their bringing back the Realm versus Realm or World versus World, as they're calling it, that a lot of the older MMOs did. Like uh, um, Dark Age of Camelot used to do. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I guess my my point is, do you think that this might uh, reinstill some PvP badassery to the, uh, the MMO genre? Because most MMOs these days, including Star Wars, just kind of do, does the stupid, oh, hey, well, here's some battlegrounds, and right. you have to grind for gear. But um, in their world versus world, you know, you can either choose the level of uh, character to 80 or... Get an instant character to eighty and just PvP the entire time. So maybe this this might work, but I mean, as far as all the combat stuff that I've seen, that's really in depth. I'm really really liking what I see. You know, they have a really intricate underwater combat system, and they're balancing PVE and PvP separately. So maybe that maybe that might be what we're looking for. I don't know, but. Yeah. It's a very delicate balancing act in MMOs when it comes to player versus player. And unfortunately, it's a sad commentary, but I think PvP is pretty much on the way out with MMOs. And I think the reason why is, and I think we saw the dynamic in Ultima Online way back in the day, when the company, I think it was in 1999 or 2000, decided to split the servers in two. And they made one Fallujah and then one, uh, what was mm-hmm. it, uh, uh, Tremaine or whatever the hell it was called, or Trammel. You could fight people in one, but you couldn't fight people in the other. Right. And the vast majority of people went to the place where you couldn't fight each other. And I think 
most people don't want the competition. They don't want the hassle of fighting another person. And I think, uh, uh, Max Queef, what, what this is, is this is the casual player. Right. Kind of take, kind of making their presence known in the way that MMOs are going, uh, into the future. Because most casual players don't want to have to fight another player. They want right, to go right. on there, spend an hour killing a monster, get their piece of gear, and move on to the next quest. Right. So, I mean, Guild Wars can try to do that. I know they've tried to facilitate PvP in the past. Um, I, well, I mean, with their in, in Guild Wars one, their PvP wasn't horrible, but uh, you know, for, for those of you who actually played it, you know, like the the monk slash I think it was mesmer combination was just ridiculous, and you you just wouldn't die. So I uh, I think that maybe that they've learned a lot of lessons from just their game alone, and uh, I don't know, maybe maybe it might work out, maybe it not. But part uh, of it though is is it's not just in the way that they're going to go ahead and do the game. It's not in the way you present it. It's also right. in the way that that you have to uh, bring, I, I guess, the psyche, or you have to bring the opinions of the players around to your way of looking at the game, which is. You know, this is a, a world in conflict, all right? This is a, a fantasy realm, but people are at war, like mm-hmm. World of Warcraft, all right? You can't believe that all these races are on two different factions, and none of them have a problem with each other. Right. You're not playing nice with the Alliance. By God, you are at war. You should be fighting these people from the time you log on to the time you log off. And people right. can make the argument, well, on a PvP server, you can fight. Yeah, but there's no consequence. There's no well, penalty for it. Well, And that's got – go ahead. From 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 my understanding is uh, they're trying to make it so there's consequences. Once right, they're trying to instill yeah. some kind of penalty system or at least some kind of of reward system. If you happen mm-hmm. to beat somebody, you know, in PvP in the IRC channel, Reinforce Age says ganking is fucking stupid, anyways. Well, yeah, no, it's I mean, not uh, well, fuck that. No, ganking's part of it. Damn it. Yeah, a five man gangbang on a guy. Look, that's the way <laughs> it is. That's how it should be. You don't like it? Go get five of your friends. Yeah, Gaunt yeah, them down. Yeah. Well, you know, that, that's actually another thing that just kind of an issue with PvP is all, everyone complains about, well, I was ganged. And it's like, well, you're on a PvP server, so you really don't have anyone to blame, blame but yourself. But, I mean, yeah. Um, my last topic, just real quick, is the, uh, the Bioware sex issue that apparently is a big deal. Um, well, it's, it's a big deal to some. Yeah. I, I mean, first of all, it's a video game. They're pixels. Um, True. The, and, you know, Star Wars, the old, uh, the old Republic Online is rated teen. And according yes. to the ESRB's website, uh, it's teen. I mean, it's, it's not, it's not suited for kids under 10. It's suited for ages 13 and older. But titles. still, I mean, this, I mean, yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll play devil's advocate. You know, okay. these, these parent, these parent groups are saying, but a 13 year old, a 14 year old, a 15 year old is still a very impressionable person. They haven't, you know, fully formed the way they look at the world. That's true. A 16, 17, and 18-year-old, that's a different story. You know, they're premature. It's the same thing with playing a violent video game, something that has a lot of guns and blood. A 16-year-old probably isn't going to be phased when you decapitate somebody in Skyrim. Right. right? As opposed to a 13-year-old, that's a whole different ballgame. Well, you know, I I think it's a generation thing, too, as well, because my brother is 12 12 now. And he plays Call of Duty and Halo and all that. You're like 14, so you've got a couple years on him. Oh, yeah, funny. <laughs> Go ahead. But, but I mean, like, my brother's not going to turn gay from seeing two you guys kissing each other gay. on the video game. He's going to be like, ew, that's gross. What the hell are they doing? I mean, it, like, why, why, why would parents, let alone a religious group, think that a video game is going to turn someone gay? If, if, 
if they're gonna like dudes or, or like chicks, it's it's their own mindset and, and their own whatever you want to call it. I because mean, because some people do not agree with that particular lifestyle, which I understand. Right, right. You know, it, they're it, more than welcome to it. I don't necessarily agree with that lifestyle myself, yeah. but at the same time, no one's forcing them to play the game. Yeah, no exactly. one's saying you have to play Star Wars: The Little Republic. There are plenty of other games out there. Go play World of Warcraft. There's no homosexual relationships in that game that I'm aware of that you can. Yeah, no, do no one part wants to see two orcs kissing each other. That's just that's just the downright nasty. There you go. In of so, itself, it, so. they can have a beef with this all they like. That is their right, at least in this country. But you know what? Then don't buy the game. Yeah, exactly. If you're not going to be exactly. tolerant of what they're going to do in the game, that's cool. Don't be. Just go play something else. De- de- definitely, definitely right on that one. Well, that's all I got. Thanks for letting me uh, call in. And well, actually, why don't you plug your uh, why don't you plug your show? Oh, sure. Why not? Uh, listen to my show, uh, Boxheads, over on Blog Talk Radio. Uh, just go to codeboxmedia.com and you guys can uh, check codeboxmedia.com. And when when does this show air? Uh, Eight p.m. Eastern Standard Time on Saturdays. We go for about two hours now. So cool. We, now, uh, is there a, a podcast version of this they can download? Or? Yeah, yeah. The uh, the iTunes should be on the website. If it's not, I'll have to get to the cat about that and see. But just search Boxheads or Codebox Media in iTunes. You guys should be able to find it. We have usually have a guest on each week. Um, we had Treyon on a couple weeks ago, and we had Mastigy on this past week. They are a game developing college that has just recently formed and doing a lot of hands on stuff. So. Very cool. Yeah. Cool. Thanks. Appreciate it, man. Your co-host is hot as hell, by the way. I know. You should get her to call my show. <laughs> Just let me talk to her. Get uh, her on the know, video wall. Uh, oh, gosh. Well, I got it, the Asian fever. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I will, uh, I will, uh, I'll, 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 I'll bring that by her and, and yeah, see you what that. happens. Yeah, tell Kat I'm still waiting on my uh, nude emails that she owes <laughs> okay. me. Okay. So. I'll talk uh, to you, buddy. See you. All right, take care. <laughs> Uh, I hope I just didn't sexually harass his co-host. But that's okay. It'll make it uh, unnerving for him, but not for me. Let's see who else we got up. Uh, who's next on my list? This is going fairly well. I'm not ripping any people as much as I had intended, but the calls have actually been pretty decent, which is better than I expected. Not just quality, but I'm just quality as in audio, but quality of the call itself. So that's an improvement. All right, so waiting on uh, my next caller. Little Rex joins us on the air. What's up, Amp? God, you're ugly. What's going on? Yeah, well, first thing, before I even talk to you, because no one cares about you. Hi, copy! Um, Moving on from that. that that's the whole reason you called, isn't it? That, that's why you called. So you can say, hi, copy! On the air, as if she even knew who the hell you were. Don't judge me, you Irish bastard. I have already judged you. I judged you before you called. Like, this dude has not seen daylight, let alone a woman, at least a real one. Hey, you know what? Big Bertha, my blow-up doll, she works just fine. Best part, too, she doesn't talk to me. So it works out all the way around. Oh, so she's like everybody else in your life. Oh, quiet. They don't everyone, talk to you either. Everyone. You know what she does? Everybody should chip in and get you some kind of, like, I don't know, uh, like a super... Never mind. I was, I was going to go somewhere like, you know what, that's probably a... That's probably a bridge too far. You so, know, Rex, I, I, what is on your mind? I'm sure you have some reason for calling other than annoying the piss out of me. Okay, I actually have two things to talk about. One thing, though, I just want to quickly... Blow it out your uh, as, every, as you've been mentioning week to week, I have been the one editing the shows. I am the one responsible for the podcast going up late. <sighs> I apolog- no, I apologize. Nobody cares. Nobody cares. They don't. Okay. Trying is the first step towards the, failure. 
everyone's been talking about this Bioware thing, and I was yes. just I was just wondering a alternative a alternative perspective to this. Uh, somebody said last week that Bioware gave DLC for free back in Mass Effect Two, and if they had chosen to not charge for this stuff, if they had said, you know, we we have this in development, we just haven't had time to complete it yet, but when it gets finished, we'll release it for free. Do you think this would have generated more consumer goodwill for Bioware and allowed them to make a, I guess, a worse decision on the next game than the Black Eye they're going to get now for this one? I think that, well, absolutely. Anytime you give anything for free, that's going to engender goodwill. But I think it would have gone a lot further simply because this was the final installment of a very successful and very followed franchise. And I think had they given out the same content for Mass Effect 3, this is no different than all the cool stuff Valve does for, for Team Fortress 2. That company bends over backwards all the damn time, gives you all kinds of free stuff. And I'm not just talking about stuff in game, but I'm talking about, uh, look at all the, the uh, YouTube little trailers for all the different characters. That's extra shit they don't have to do. But even every time they mix up the game with all the unlockables, you know, in Team Fortress, the, the different weapons, uh, you know, the different skins, yeah, you can go ahead and buy hats, but even yeah. some of those you can find in the course of the game. All those kind of that minutiae, that small stuff, really adds to the flavor. So when you have something like this, is it enough that they could have charged for it? Yeah, Little Rex, I think they probably could have. But again, it's timing. They waited. First, they say, well, we were doing it while we were, we were waiting for the game to drop to go retail. You know, then it turns out that isn't the case. Had they waited three months and come out and said, you know what? We were working on this. Part of it's on the disc. We weren't able to finish it in time. We took the last two or three weeks to get it finished. Now we're going to sell it for 10 bucks. You know what? Even then, I think the goodwill would have been there. Maybe not as much as if they gave it for free, but certainly there wouldn't have been the kind of negativity that they have now. Well, dropping any, dropping anything a consumer has to spend extra money on first day is just a bad decision. On, yes, it is. yes, it is. Yes, it is. Like, there's, you don't have an excuse to back up anything. It, to say, oh, you're going to spend $60 plus 10, that's just, that pisses me off as a consumer all the way through. I'm not going right. to buy extra content. Screw you. I just gave you 60 bucks. And the worst part, too, it was on the disc. Now, if you gave me the content for free, guess what? I'm all there for you on the next game. I will trust you once again, because when you burn a bridge, it is very hard to reconnect it back with that consumer. It really is, because people become jaded, people become cynical, and on the internet, people are already both cynical and jaded to begin with. Right. Like Gearbox, they burned a bridge with me on back on Borderlands when it started crashing every two and a half minutes. I have never bought another Gearbox game since then, and guess what? I wasn't wrong either. Duke Nukem Forever was just a dog shit piece of, game, uh, of a game. It was awful. So, but uh, that's why I was just wondering if if they had given it for free, do you think that do you think that people would be singing the praises across the internet as opposed to bashing Bioware across the board? And I, well, obviously, I think that would be the case. I don't think you'd have any bashing going on whatsoever. There might people who be people who nitpick either the ending or how long the game went to, or you know, like Duras was saying with some of the characters from two not making into three, that kind of thing. Obviously, there would not be the same kind of backlash there is now. Anytime you're giving something for free where you could charge, obviously you're not going to have that kind of ill will. No. Yeah. Well, that's all. That's all I really want to talk about. Just quickly call in. Maura, I just want to call and say, hi, copy. Okay. Well, I'll <laughs> let you go back to your gay porn, which clearly you had in the background because we can hear it. And I'm sure copy will never know who you are nor care. So, <laughs> fail. I was, 
I will see you later, Em. All right, Rex. Talk to you later. Bye. Bye. I treat my listeners so well on the show, don't I? <laughs> yeah, but obviously if they gave it out for free, I, I don't think anybody would have a problem with it. Of course not. Portis says this was a bad choice, especially if you consider the amount of people who will now be more hesitant to buy their, their next game and franchise. And it's not just that, if you think about it. All it's, right. And Snipe joins us. Snipe, what's going on? What's up, my dog? How's it going? Your dog? Yeah, you're my dog. Yeah, okay, all right. You're wet so in drywall, so what's up? So I want to talk to you about Dota 2. You Have you been casting Dota oh, 2 at Christ. all? No, I, believe it or not, I have not. I, I have did some Heroes of New York, but I... Beta yet? No, I have not. I'm not a big because, Dota fan. I, 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 really? I've said that before. I, I'm not... I've never been anything better than very mediocre at it, at best. Well, I mean, TV's not a StarCraft fan, but he makes tons of money off it. Well, that's true. Um, <laughs> but there's a huge following for StarCraft as opposed to Dota. Look, TB can cast anything he likes. I mean, I can cast anything and make it sound interesting. If me oh, personally, yeah. if I'm not entertained in it, I don't want to bother, you know? That is true. Okay. What if they made Warcraft 4? I would probably be right there. And yet buy all the races. I mean, that's perfect. More money, more power. So you're saying if they made Warcraft 4 and they have, yeah, let's say, four races, race. you'd have to buy. Wasn't well, that kind of what they're doing with StarCraft 2, with the expansions? Eh, that no, in order you to get, get all the races, but they're just... Right, but you don't get all... I mean, it, it, if I'm playing somebody online and I don't have Heart of the Swarm or yeah. what have you, I, uh, I don't get those units. Servers. Okay, that's how they're going to do it. Got it, all right. Yeah. Like they've done with Brain of the Chaos and, and uh, Frozen Throne. Exactly. Perfect. I don't know, dude. I don't know if I would do it if I had to buy each individual race. Because that would, you, that's nice. kind of how they did it for uh, Dawn of War with the expansion that came out. You could play against somebody who was playing as the Imperial Guard, and you could only be Space Marines. You could play against them, but you couldn't control them. Well, only Brits play Warhammer. Come on, let's be honest. That was a good that. series. Dawn yeah. of War was a pretty it's solid a game. Simple. I'm just looking at uh, the video wall. Somebody's mother has brought in a cat. That is pretty sexy, to be honest. Let's, let's avoid all the swear words so we don't embarrass them. <laughs> but my... Damn it! <laughs> I, also, quickly, I look at he quickly turns about, down the speakers. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead, Slide. I, I want to talk yeah. to you about uh, why were you playing Angry Birds? Come on. Really? Because I was bored out of my skull. <laughs> I'm laying in a bed with IV sticking out of my arm. Some guy next to me whose bag is spilled over. I, I, look, I had, like, no Wi-Fi access in the room I was laying in. I just happened to have downloaded it because True bought it for me. There is Netflix. I mean, you could have watched a good movie on your phone. I, I, like I said, it's, well, I don't, it's not a phone. It's the iPod Touch. I don't have well, a, I, I got a stupid phone. They still have an app for it. Right, but I, like I just said, I didn't have Wi-Fi in the room. I just happened oh. to have brought it with me. When I was in the, oddly enough, uh, Snipe, when I was in the ER... I had Wi-Fi. When I went to my room, when they admitted me, I didn't. It's like they were punishing me for being sick. I mean, okay, you have Wi-Fi, but then you don't. It's just fucking stupid. Also, I want to talk to you about one more thing. Is that all right? Uh, Yeah, go ahead. Okay, so video games being too fucking easy nowadays. Oh, fuck. What would you say? Have you played any of the Souls series yet? I have not. They are sort of hard. It's more of a retard test. If you're retarded, you're going to die. If you're not, you're going to have a great time. And they have. So it's, PvP. A, it's a high learning curve. It's a high learning curve, yes. And they have PvP in that game where you could be playing your single player game, herping and derping, 
and then some random person could come out of nowhere and rape you and say, welcome to Dark Souls, and kick your ass. Would you be okay with that PvP? With random kind of raping? Well, yeah, yeah, pretty much. See, the way Ultima Line did their, their PvP is kind of how I liked it, which is I envisioned what the real world would be like if everybody was running around and you know, destroying each other. You could walk up to anybody at any time outside of a city with guards and attack them. Good, yeah, bad, didn't matter. Like Kill them could... and take all their possessions. Absolutely. That's the kind of game I like. The sandbox yeah. type thing. Exactly. You should play Dark Souls. It's really good. Yeah. Only had a time, which I don't. But it's something to keep track <sighs> of. I will uh, keep it in mind. Anything else tonight before we head out? Uh, Yeah, this is actually Snickerstein. Nice to see you again. What's going on, Snicker? <laughs> I'll see you later, man. Alrighty. Bye. What he isn't aware of is that Two other people told me before he got on the air exactly who he was. Like, somehow I wasn't aware that it was Snicker from OG. So, whatever. Uh, all right. We got 10 minutes left before I pull the plug in this bitch. Anybody else wants to give me a phone call? Now is the time. If you are not, uh, actually in IRC, you want to give me a call on Skype, now would be the time to do that. It's Emperor underscore 1G. Sakani, what is up, my brother? Turn down your uh, stream hey, in the background, there, buddy. You got, you got to turn the stream down in the background. Okay, that should be it, unless it's you. Okay, that's it. There we go. Hell of a promo, by the way. That was freaking hysterical. We played it earlier. We're going we're gonna to use that. This fucking computer is so fucking stupid. Uh, anyway, I just wanted to call because I am just angry at everything. I don't have any good calling topic. I'm just pissed <laughs> off at everything. <laughs> I'm just mad. I'm going to call somebody and tell them. I'm going to call yeah, some yeah, guy on the internet. Hey, I'm mad. Yes, you mean, hey, I have a chance to get on the internet and tell people why I'm so fucking pissed off because my fucking prayers don't fucking work. Why don't you fucking work, you piece of shit? Ah! Get out your ass. <laughs> Anything <laughs> else, Sakani? <laughs> Fuck. I get a fucking printer. All I'm supposed to do is print. That's the only fucking reason I get it. You do Don't one thing, you print out me, shit. Hey. I take a print out and it doesn't work. Time to get a new printer, dude, or go to, like, Kinko's or something, and just have it printed out there. I, I, I'm just going to go, Yes, yes, I'm mad, bro. I'm a very mad, bro. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. Uh, yeah. Well, it's kind of, yeah. you try and have a better night, all right? Yes, I will. Shout out to um, Smurfette and Copy and Neo, what's his face, the guy with no shirt on, and people in the IRC. <laughs> the guy with no shirt on. <laughs> all right, that. buddy. Ugly Take skinny motherfucker, yeah. Get out of here. Bye. All <laughs> <laughs> uh, right. <laughs> I don't even know why I'm mad. I'm just calling because I'm pissed. Fucking printers. I'm going to call somebody and tell them I'm mad. All right, last call. Anybody else want to give a call into the show? Now's your time. I, this has actually been a better success than I thought it was going to be. Now, maybe because it's a, a first-time thing. We'll see if everybody... Uh, Calls in week to week. We'll take a look. Emperor underscore one G. You have exactly thirty seconds. To get your call in now. What we're gonna have to do is I think we'll have to have a poll. Put it on the website on the uh, the Emperor's Court forums. Either that or I'll put them on uh, clan1g.net. We'll see how, how much people like the uh, the call in segment. One hundred fifty percent mad. Yeah. G-Red says, damn, I should download Skype. Superfet doesn't have Skype. 
See, we what I want to do, if in a perfect world, is take phone calls kind of throughout the show, not just at the end or in one particular segment. But part of it is a balancing act to see how many people will actually call in. If one or two people are calling in each week, then there really isn't, you know, that big of a deal. But, you know, if you've got multiple people calling in, uh, you know, at a time, then you can spread them out throughout the entire show, and it sounds much better. And you are kind of like pigeonhole too, with the amount of people you have listening live. Luckily, in our case, we have lots of people that tune in live. So there is a nice group of people that can, you know, phone in and actually contribute. None left, our IRC bitch and show contributor, calling from Australia. How Good are day, you, mate. How are you? I am mediocre. How are you? Not too bad. Uh, I'm ringing in again about the gay marriaging. It's the family council. I think their problem with the whole gay marriage thing is that people, um, by including it in media, whether it be popular media, video games, whatever it is, is it becomes acceptable and they just do not want the idea of gay marriage becoming an acceptable thing in society. I'm sorry, I tuned you out when you said gay marriage. What? No, I'm kidding. Um, the problem is it's such a hot-button topic, at least here in the United States, because it's, it's still, you've got a lot of people on both sides of the issue. You have a lot more, like the Defense of Marriage Act. A lot of the states recently uh, have been shooting it down. I know the state of Maryland just uh, allowed gay marriage. I know New Jersey voted to have it, but the governor vetoed it. it. The problem is there's no winner in the conversation. There really isn't. On either side, you want to sit on. It's somebody's going to come out pissed off. And I'm not really sure there's any way to alleviate it. I don't know if there's any any right answer to the problem. I think eventually, like maybe 20, 30 years, it probably will be allowed across the board. But it's just going to be a long process of getting through it because I do not think that there's any valid argument against it. But there's a lot of people who are arguing about it, and it'll just take a while before um, we actually have some serious discussion on it. Because well, let me ask you this. Moment. And I think this is yep. a valid point that, that the these the council, the, these parent activist groups are making, and, and uh, not taking the size of the way, but I think it's a valid point. Is a video game really the vehicle that should be used to push an agenda? For or against? You know, it's the same thing as saying having a game where it's in the game that you could definitively not have any homosexual relations. They actually have that in the game as opposed to a game that allows it. Is is a video game really what you should be making your argument on? Because it's not socially acceptable yet. Now, maybe it will, like you said, in 20, 30 years, with a generational change, possibly. Maybe. it's. I think any medium, whether it be news media, radio, TV, whatever medium, to get a message across you can use. I think video games are just doing it, or this one in particular, just because... Maybe not all the mediums are actually doing it, so they need a medium to get the point across. And video games just seem to be one where they can get some support. But then, instead of putting out a game for the sake of, one, making money, and for two, for entertaining your crowd, now you're using it as a personal vehicle to push a political agenda. Or as opposed a, to radio or TV? Right, because, look, you turn on radio, you listen to a Rush Limbaugh, you listen to a news station, you're not listening for the entertainment, you're listening for the information. If you turn on MSNBC or Fox News or CNN, you're not tuning in necessarily for the entertainment, you're tuning in for the information. You know, those mediums uh, in, in radio, in newspaper, and TV, they aren't just entertainment. They're also putting out something of value, which is, in this case, information or debate or discourse. 
a video game is a video game. Yeah, you're playing it for one reason, and that's entertainment. That's why I think it's I a bit under- of a slippery slope. Yeah, but the same argument can be about anything TV programs. Like, there's some programs which promote very specific um, views on TV, which are entertainment, yet a lot of people are very behind saying that it's promoting a message, and you'll get banter back and forth, whether people watch something for the entertainment or because of the views they express. But those shows are usually being couched towards one particular uh, uh, one particular crowd, one particular group of people. A video game like Star Wars The Old Republic, well, it's being marketed to Star Wars fans, MMO fans. And then they're kind of sneaking in this agenda under the radar. And I think that's what have a lot of people upset. I think that this is just a small additional choice in the game, which is just being blown out of proportion by these family groups. It, it may be a small... Uh, a small choice is put in the game, but you and I think you would agree that it's a much bigger social issue, at least here in the United States. You know, it's it's like um, I'm trying to think of an equivalent thing would be if you were to put in there about, you know, your character's allowed to, uh, you know, have a mercy killing, euthanasia, and you know, kill off another character that's suffering. Well, you might just put in there for a storyline, but again, it's a bigger issue in the real world. People grab onto this, especially if it's in something like a video game where you don't normally see it, and all of a sudden you have an issue. Now you have a controversy. And I think yeah. that's not part of it, too, is this is not something you normally see in a video game. No, but it brings up the discussion of the issue, whether it be gay marriage, euthanasia, all sorts of stuff. Viruses. I don't see them pushing a viewpoint or an agenda. I see the um, FRC, which I think is the Family Council, is pushing an agenda. Well, yeah. possibly. Yeah, then again, I've seen them protest a lot of stuff in various articles, and they tend to attack anything which isn't mom and the dad and kids. And that's fine, and that's just the way they view things. Yeah, that's the way they view things. How things Nothing been, wrong with expressing it. And it's been that way for centuries at a time. So it's only in recent memory and recent history that that family, that you know, family nucleus is kind of breaking down into other alternative lifestyles. So, I mean, obviously not everybody's going to take it in the same stride. But like you said, in 20 or 30 years, as that group kind of grows up and dies out, and the next couple of groups come along, the next generation, they're probably going to have a different view and a different take on things. Yeah. All right, well, buddy. Nice well, talking I appreciate to you. the call. As always, thank you for your help tonight. And we will uh, we'll see you next week. And that was on the left, our show contributor and IRC bitch. All right, folks, I think that's going to wrap it up for the phone calls and wrap it up for the show. Uh, we actually went to 940. Jesus Christ, I did three and a half hours by myself. No wonder my voice is gone. Uh, the whole game marriage thing, it really goes back to it's a matter of choices, like anything else. If you don't like the product as it's being displayed, if you don't like the agenda that's being pushed, and I don't necessarily agree with it myself, then don't play the game. Or if you do play the game, then don't you know, make that choice for your character since obviously that isn't for you. I imagine a very small minority of people are going to do that, take the gay marriage uh, route, either because, one, they are gay or lesbian, or, two, they're doing it just for the experience or to troll other people. That's kind of the nature of the beast. After all, this is the Internet. Well, I'll be honest with you, folks, I didn't think I was going to last the entire three hours, let alone three hours plus. Uh, I thought we had those technical glitches uh, knocked out for the first 30 minutes. But again, same issue, up to the 45-minute mark. 
That's when it starts to lag and freeze, and then after the computer restarts, I even restarted it before I hopped on the air. Very strange. I guess we'll continue to work on that. Uh, huge thanks to Gnomewise, who helped get the uh, phone lines up and running to begin with. Uh, I know we've been saying I was going to do that for a while, but now that I actually have the chance... I think it actually came out very well. I want to hear your feedback. I really do. What's your opinions worth? Uh, either send me an email. It doesn't have to be read on the Internet or over the air. I just want to know what you felt to emperor1gacox.net. What you think of the phone call segment? Now, obviously, it's going to be refined. We did this on the fly. I wasn't even planning on doing it to begin with this week. Let me know, or I, I will try and get something up. Maybe uh, uh, Nellif will be nice enough to go ahead and post that on the uh, forums. Emperor1G, I'm sorry, at the uh, btwproductions.com. And check that out. Uh, we'll get a, a, a poll going to see what you think of the phone calls. If it's really successful, if you really like it, maybe we'll add a, an actual phone number through Skype so you can pick up your phone and give us a ring. That's always a possibility to see I want to thank Unleft, our show contributor, and IRC bitch, uh, not only for calling in, but for filtering out the phone calls, submitting the, some of the articles, and keeping you IRC rats in line. My minimal thanks to Little Rex for stalking copy and using my show as a vehicle to try and get her attention. It ain't going to happen. And for going ahead and, and editing up the show, and finally his, the server he used allowed me to get it, so we, we posted that for him. Uh, hopefully this week it will not take as long. Um, I will get it up a lot sooner. I want to thank you, the listener, for tuning in. If it wasn't for you, we wouldn't be doing this. I want to thank my show host for doing exactly dick and calling into the show much later down the road uh, and for not being here. Uh, yeah, people have been asking, yes. Eve did not call in. Eve will not be doing the show um, anytime soon. So, there's that. Send your questions, comments, and opinions to Emperor1G at cox.net. Uh, don't forget our clan page, clan1g.net. If you're interested in playing Sins of the Solar Empire with Varyar and myself, we are looking for more players. Hit me up on Steam or on email or on the forums. Let me know if you're interested, and we'll uh, get everything set up. I also want to thank our sponsors, Audio Audible Books. Uh, they're a sponsor of the station and our show uh, by extension. I encourage you to listen to all the many shows on btwproductions.com. Yes, I know Smurfette did not take off her shirt again, uh, so it's two weeks in a row of no bra, so we're going to stop talking to her altogether. And I just realized my posting music just crapped out on me. There we go. I have a bunch of those set up. So, it is literally a kids get the fuck out, that thing. Copy's not putting her shirt on, that's how I know the show is over. Some weird chicken thing. So there you go. Some dude had his mom bring in a cat behind him next to the refrigerator. Uh, thank you, Nola. The phone call thread has been posted uh, for your dissemination. Well, we learned today about how BioWare fails with their uh, embarrassment that is Mass Effect 3, having the DLC actually on the disc when you bought it. Uh, Blizzard's Resurrection Scroll, trying to bring people back by giving them everything in the game so you can bring your friend back. The stupid video game moment uh, in history was My Disney Kitchen. It's brought to you by Highlander. Game and Gamer Station's Fire Sale. Uh, game Station's in, going out in the UK, selling everything they've got for all their pre-owned because it looks like they are going under. A last lack of a disk drive on the new Xbox 720 due to drop next week. I'm sorry, next year, 2013. And as we just wrapped up the Family Values email campaign try to get Bioware to change their mind about letting homosexual relationships happen in Star Wars The Old Republic. 
what else we got going on? What else do we have to uh, see? We got the mother grandmother waving on the video. There you go. Look at these people thinking, my God, the future, the future generations of this country are just going to destroy us. They're talking on the radio, and there's people on a video wall, and like, geez. Back in the day, we had a buggy and a horse, and we liked it that way. <laughs> All right, ladies and gentlemen, I'd like to say it was fun, but I'd be lying. Good thing I stopped. My voice is going, the pain level is rising, and I need sleep desperately. Still not convinced I'm going to go to work tomorrow. I'm still in pretty bad shape. But I figure if I can do a radio show, I can work for eight hours. Am um, I missing anything else? Join us on Facebook, Emperor's Court, and on Twitter, Emperor's Court. Hopefully next week, my uh, absent co-host, Voyar and Highlander, will rejoin me. We'll have everything back to normal. else I am missing. I always feel like I, there's something I've forgotten, but I think I've, I've pretty much hit all the bases this time around. Anything else? No, 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 no. No one's, no one's telling me I've forgotten anything, so let's go to bed, Amp. I plan on it. All right, ladies and gentlemen, bad manners are better than no manners at all. So long, everybody. Well, there were parts of it that weren't very good. It could have been a lot better. I didn't really like it. It was pretty terrible.